This is the Detroit is Different Podcast Network, the culture of an American classic city. Tune in weekly to the Piper Carter Podcast with Piper Carter for a conscious take on music, arts, politics, and fashion. The founder of We Found Hip Hop has a say on what you should know about culture with a balanced conscience. You're listening to the Piper Carter Podcast on the Detroit is Different Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Piper Carter Podcast. You are rocking with Piper Carter on location again. 
You know how we do. We be in the city. So what's up, Brittany, our token millennial? Peace, Piper. What's going on? <laughs> so listen, today is Wednesday, June the 19th. Happy Juneteenth, everyone. Happy Juneteenth. Right? We're here um, acknowledging, right, the Ma'afa. It's, it's yeah. d- difficult to say celebrating. Right. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Acknowledging. Celebration is a strange word. That's a good point. <laughs> but um, we're celebrating something. It's, diff- it's, it's, it's definitely interesting. Hmm. Also, too, um, just want to acknowledge that today the, the, the actual, what was it that they put forward? A bill to study the case for reparations. reparations. Yeah. Okay. So, um, which is ridiculous because why are we studying things like this? But however, uh, <laughs> however that is. However. Uh, our, our, our first illustrious guest only has about three minutes now. <laughs> but uh, we're here on location at what is now the garage, right? Yes, yes. Okay. And um, a beautiful community space Absolutely. that's right here in the heart of, what are you calling this? This land over here now? With, African town? Well, we're still calling it the North End. This okay, is, um, so it's the North End. Shout out to the North End. Shout out to the North All End. All the history and beauty yeah. and, and ancestry that's here. Yes. Um, and, and this so, place is awesome. Isn't it awesome? Oh, my God. A wonderful yes, yes. Uh, redone, reclaimed space. And so what are we, why are we here today? Guess what? Our, our number one uh, episode in the history of episodes is the episode we've done with our current guest, Bryce wow. Detroit. Wow. Facts. Right? I, Facts. What up, though, y'all? That's crazy. I just listened to episode. <laughs> so um, we're here with the Bryce Alonian. And uh, <laughs> that's my <laughs> with sister. all this African Pike. shine on his neck. Yes, yes. But um, tell us, like, what, like, what is this? Why are we here? You are one of the conveners and yes. organizers. So tell us, tell people that can't see, like, what we're doing here and what's cool. going on. So in a nutshell, we are... First off, we're at 7615 Oakland Avenue. I shout out the North End. But um, this great Sankofa Juneteenth celebration, it is a collaboration between a number of organizations. One in particular is the Great Sankofa. Um, We are a new initiative, and our whole point is we're looking to create a robust cultural exchange that happens over years, um, starting this December. Starting this December, we are fundraising at the moment, mm. to take 10 young people plus a group of adults over to Ghana. Um, That's deep. And, and for us, this is just the beginning of a multiple-year approach. Um, on one level, we're looking at this cultural exchange at the Great Sankofa as, for sure, an opportunity to connect during this year of return, um, during this decade, this international decade. Shout out, Africa. Shouts out to the whole... <laughs> And sh- not to not to get you off, but let's. I'm glad you said that because we look at Africa like the North End. It oh. is so dynamic. Yep. It is so big. True. But I'm gonna let you finish. So um so off top, thank you, Brittany. Off top, we are celebrating the cultural connectivity, and we're looking forward to that aspect of the exchange. In addition, though, we in this moment we have an opportunity to look at how can a cultural exchange how can bringing young people and adults from detroit to the continent actually be a solution Mm. to some of the very real issues that a number of us are working towards like for instance some of our partners today like no new jail shout out no new jails shout out um black youth project 100 Mm -hmm. just to name a few so we have folks who are 10 toes deep in prison abolition which is much deeper than prison reform um, for them, this is an opportunity to look at, well, instead of busing off young people to juvie or to jail, what if 
we had dollars set aside to send folks back home to the continent, and that could be a restorative justice technique. So, 100%. You know what I mean? So, and that's just like one area of work, restorative justice, prison abolition. There are multiple areas of work that we're doing here that many of us hold, economic points of work, political, cultural. So this is an opportunity for us to really think about how can a cultural exchange be a solution, be an actual resolution to some of the things we've been working on for generations mm. in our country. So that's like the, the walnut shell. We call that the bridge the gap theory. Hey. Hey, you know what I mean? No, Bryce, that is uh, it's very humbling. I love the thought process. I love the thoughtfulness. I'm very excited for you. I'm very excited for us. So. Us. Yes. Ashe. Yes. Appreciate so um, you want to tell us a little bit about the connection of the event and what you just mentioned about how you went into um, being sure that you honored those before us who had celebrations, excuse me, who yeah. had um, the forethought to get us together for Juneteenth. Boom. So the, we're collaborating with a number of organizations, but those organizations have been a coalition for the past six years, putting on an annual Juneteenth event in Detroit. Um, so in that, one of the, the tenets of grassroots activism in Detroit is that we, whenever a group sets out to do something, especially a new group, if we set out to do something, then being intentional about identifying who has done anything similar to what we are attempting to do. And in doing that, um, we're able to make the critical connections that add more depth to the work as well as honors all of those who have done work before us. This is in real life a coalition building uh, initiative for us. It's more than just, hey, we're some new Hot, sexy, super attractive, successful. Really young, sexy. Uh, hey, yo. Super attractive. You see how you threw uh, that, that in? That's self reflective. I'm looking at myself here and looking at my brother Kwaku. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I was going to say, it would be the. <laughs> Speaking of um, cooperative and collaborative and coalition, yes. can you introduce us to this gentleman standing next to you? Absolutely. So, standing to my right uh, is a very debonair brother. His name is Kwaku Ose, and he is the energy that actually brought our steering committee together to investigate how can we put together something substantial in honoring of this year of return. Wow. Can you explain that in, like, uh, I don't know, hood language? Uh, yes. <laughs> can you maybe, interpret? Maybe not, but... Uh, <laughs> so, wait, wait, but first, I know Bryce got to get back to organizing. We're actually on location here. At the garage in the North End. So, um, yeah, that was Bryce, the Bryce Cillian, your favorite. Uh, so he's about to step out. And, um, yeah, so thank you, Kwaku. Uh, so you'll be talking into the ethers because I'm about to go get some more guests. Oh, super smooth. Yeah, okay. but just let us know, like, what, what your role in this is and why we're here is and that all running? that. I believe so. Okay, so I can't yeah. look stupid. Okay. Yeah. No, you're good. I mean, she's going to capture you. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. So, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. My pleasure. Thank yeah, you. yeah. Mm -hmm. thank you. So, yeah, um, tell you a little bit about the Great St. Kofa. Um, first of all, I want to reiterate and uh, just, um, you know, share my appreciation for everything Bryce just said. Um, but ultimately, you know, this is this is an effort that came about um, just a few months ago. And it's actually, you know, long story short, you know, there's a gentleman named Yusuf Shakur who's an activist. Thank you for nodding your head, because I'll do, you know, nodding my head to myself. But 
Um, ultimately, we connected because um, we, uh, long story short, the first time we connected, it was not a friendly encounter. But by the time, by the end of that uh, uh, meeting, it was all brotherhood. And he shared back then, you know, this was about uh, summer of 2016, that he was trying to get back to Ghana, which is where mm. I'm originally from. And ultimately, um, fast Shout forward. Shout out to Ghana. Yes. yes, thank you. Shout out to Ghana for sure. Uh, so ultimately, fast forward, during the holidays, uh, Bryce kind of hit, uh, sorry, Yusuf hits me with the text. Hey, man, I'm trying to get to Ghana in 2019. Will you help me think it through? And I basically hit him with, uh, I'll do you one better. If I can, I'll go with you. Mm. So I'm originally from D.C. area. I'm back home. Speaking to my father, I have a grandma who's still alive. She's in her later years. So we're trying to get back more frequently. And my dad's like, absolutely, let's plan to go this August. And in any event, uh, it would be just a couple weeks after that that we'd be at the Charles Wright Museum and learn, um, and relearn, I should say, remind ourselves that August 1619 marks, uh, or this August will mark 400 years since the first enslaved Africans were reported and recorded to hit Virginia. And so in any event, um, given that, and given everything that has happened within our community, um, here within Detroit, here within the nation, and then actually internationally, we think about black people and our struggle, ultimately felt that there was a major opportunity to kind of do something bigger than mm. us just taking a trip. So, uh, and the other thing was there are a lot of other people that are very interested in joining us. So we said, how could we potentially create a situation in which a lot of us can go to Ghana together? It's most, a lot of people uh, here in America have still not been um, to the motherland. So in any event, what we're doing with the Grace Nikofa, it's a collective. It's a bunch of leaders from uh, now across the nation. And the beautiful thing is that we've actually started to uh, inspire people, not only in this nation, but across the world, to do something in kind along the lines of what we're doing. Ultimately, it's about us coming together to collectively take this trip to Ghana, and it's not a one-off thing. We'll make this trip, but the real deal is that um, what we're really trying to do is really the story of us coming together to essentially start to reconnect with our brethren on the other side of the Atlantic, mm. such that you know our next 400 years are wildly different and wildly better than our previous 400 mm. years. Connect that energy. Yes, ma'am. Bring it you closer it. together. You got let it. Let it sizzle in a pan. You got it. That's, okay. that's yeah. Let it simmer. Powerful. Let it simmer. And then simmer. let it, you know what I'm saying? And then let's say, you <laughs> know. Let it, bump, let it bubble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she didn't know I could cook. You know, I could cook a little sun, so, you know, yeah. Well, no, that's so powerful. It's so powerful. It's nothing like connecting with your roots or getting, it's like me taking this, these extensions out and connecting with my roots. Oh, yeah. There's nothing better than that, right? Oh, yeah, right on. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. And then the most beautiful piece is the, the uh, number of organizations of people that have come together. Mm. Even the fact that you guys came here, right? This Understood. is a, this is kind of a story because, again, this whole inspiration for this uh, effort came about January 26th. Fast forward, it's about what, uh, next week will be five months. Yeah. And, you know, uh, ultimately, this is a story of how we, as a people, can come together. How a, a number of different organizations can pop up and come together. And this is actually a part of our culture. You know, this collective action, this cooperation thing is a part of our culture. We've lost some of that art and we're rebuilding it with this type of effort and everything else that we got going. Everything along these lines. This is great. So, um, just a quick super question before you go so today is you know it's an event we've got inside we got outside we got some performances we got some workshops that are over here taking place we got food we've got family we got friends we got academics what happens after today oh, that's beautiful so first and foremost today is meant to be a celebration of both african and african-american culture right mm -hmm. so we're going to do that we're going to have a lot of fun doing it because that's right. what we do 
But after today, so part of today was about building awareness for what we're doing. And ultimately, the, the, the awareness is all going towards us taking this trip together to Ghana. Wonderful. Which is going to be from December 27th going into the new year. Okay. And uh, folks can find out more about that by going to greatsankofa.com. That's G-R-E-A-T-S-N. Oh, sorry. Yes. Let me start from the beginning. Yes. G-R-E-A-T-S-A-N-K-O-F-A.com. GreatSankofa.com. Got it. And um, ultimately, from here, we continue. We continue because now the other thing is, so this is awareness, but this is also fundraiser. We're, we're ultimately looking to support black youth being able to make this trip. We want to subsidize or outright pay for them Wonderful. to be able to make this trip to Ghana. Okay. And um, yeah. Uh, homecoming. You got it. Wonderful. Yes, okay, that's what's up. Thank you so much. Thank we you. appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah. Shout out to everyone. Yeah, shout out to everyone. Thank you so much. So... Now we, I wanted to introduce you guys. Come on in here, darling. So um, there's a wonderful organization that is doing lots of work to help young people. Um, I'm using the word young because I'm 47. But young people around the country identify with their black bodies and their black selves and their ancestors and also um, look into the future and, and black futures, right? And, and, and what does black mean in the future? And how do we live in this future? And how do we move forward? And how do we, you know, become better? And like, what is it that we need to do in order to be hopeful, in order to be happy, whole, healthy, you know, human beings? Um, what do we need to do now? What do we need to do in the future? And I'm just really excited about the national campaigns that you guys have, but I'm also excited about the local leadership Right, and that's BYP 100, and I'm standing right here with Amanda Hill from the Detroit chapter, and I want you to t tell everyone about BYP 100, like what is it, what do you guys do, and then tell us about the, um, the local work that you guys are doing. Okay, thank you so much for that awesome intro, Piper. Thank that's you. she does this. <laughs> yes, she does. <laughs> um, so... Like Piper said, I'm with BYP 100. We are a group of 18 to 35-year-olds, uh, black people organizing for black liberation through a black queer feminist lens. Mm. And so what that means is that we center the experiences of people on the margins of the margins because um, none of us are free until all of us are free. Um, and what we're doing here in Detroit is um, we are currently running a campaign called Greenlight Black Futures, and that targets Project Greenlight, which is a hyper-surveillance system that feeds um, into a 24-7 live feed to the Detroit Police Department. Um, and businesses right now are actually paying into that so that they can be surveilled. Um, give, us an, give us an example of a business that would have it. Um, oftentimes, gas stations and liquor stores will have them, um, though there are retail stores as well who are starting to adopt. Um, the police department has actually been really aggressive about actively pursuing uh, businesses to um, opt in to this and pay them a lot of money to surveil their property. Very interesting, right? Very, very interesting. I didn't mean to digress. I'm listening. Oh, okay. Um, so basically... We find this system to be extortion, for one, mm. um, asking businesses to pay upwards of like $1,100 a month to have um, surveillance when most businesses already have cameras is 
ridiculous. Mm. Not to mention that we just don't trust it. How many police departments have we seen doing all sorts of injustice to our people um, that, you know, we're not going to trust that they're going to use this footage that's collected 24-7 in a way that is ethical. Um, you know, I, I do have worries about them targeting people like activists. Um, say there is some sort of protest, just like in uh, Baltimore when they were protesting for Freddie Gray, they used those types of um, surveillance systems to track down activists, you know, never mind that the police murdered a man, a boy, you know, a young person. Um, they're targeting the people who are trying to fight for his life. Unreal. Exactly. It's too, it's too, there's too many examples for us to have the imagery or the metaphor for, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, what you guys are doing is very uh, intentional. And uh, I know it takes a lot of work and a lot of forethought. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about your process uh, beyond, you know, we're a group of people who has a lot of, uh, you know, information and, again, metaphor and imagery that causes an outrage in our emotions. And a lot of the times people say that that's where we stay. But you guys are very solution-based. So could you give us a little bit about the process and come into those solutions and come into those, that thoughtfulness that you guys have behind, behind your projects? Yeah, so um, we're an organization who is uh, really who really believes in leaderful work, meaning that we don't like have a hierarchical structure where it's like the people at the top make the decisions for everyone else. We sit down and really think through what's going on in the city, how is it impacting um, our target demographic, being you know eighteen to thirty-five year old mm -hmm. young black people, um, and. What can we do about it that actually addresses the problem at the root? So we know that there's crime is a problem. You know, we have been seeing women and queer people murdered um, throughout the city. We know that. But we also know that hyper surveillance and over policing aren't the answer. Not at all. We've seen since the 80s, mm -hmm. since the 70s, really, that um, we just increase the number of police, we increase the number of jails, we increase the number of people who are locked up and never get to the root of why crime happens. 100%. Never addressing the, the trauma mm. that our people have suffered and the fact that we need mental health care treatment, that we need investment in our schools, that we need investment in our housing so that we can feel secure in our lives. And we need, um, you know, jobs that pay livable wages. We need safe, affordable drinking water. All these different things that could be... Um, invested in as opposed to investing in more police and prisons. To systems that don't work. Exactly. Yep. They obviously don't work. 100%. The numbers just keep going up. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that's what, you know, you, you stated in there in the, in the opening uh, of the program that, you know, there's a lot of different places where we can put our attention and the dollars. And I think that is an important message to be told from our generation. I'm, I'm, I'm 29. I'm guessing you were in the same bracket somewhere, like you said, 18 to 35, where it's time for us to step up. It's time for us to start thinking and being more vocal about those things, because a lot of the times people don't think we know what we want. So um, why is this even important to you? And why is it important for you to be in this space today? Um, so this event is important to me. This Juneteenth celebration and Great Sankofa event is important because I believe in black liberation. 
And so Juneteenth being a celebration of black liberation is huge. Um, you know, I, I love that we can come out and be together, honor our ancestors, think about um, the freedom that we have gained, but mm. also work towards the freedom that we don't have yet. Um, and make, make note of like the fact that it's possible because at some point, abolishing slavery seemed impossible. Mm. And right now, to some people, abolishing prisons sounds impossible. Wow. But like everything is impossible until someone just does it. 100%. <laughs> Listen, do you see how wonderful she is? I do. Isn't she incredible? I text her every day and get on her nerves. That's good. And, and, and send her critiques and complaints, and she just, she just schools me via text. Let me she... get you together right quick. <laughs> you school me too, so. That's cool, though. Yeah. That's communities. So. It's wonderful. Well, um, so the campaign, can you just give us, before you go, what the, the, current, the current campaign that you're working on? Um, yeah, we talked a little bit about um, our Greenlight Black Futures campaign, um, mm -hmm. just basically to stop Project Greenlight and to replace it, because, you know, we know that safety is still important. Replace it with something that actually keeps us safe. So we believe in having strong neighborhoods, um, block clubs, our people knowing each other. That keeps us safe. I've had so many conversations with folks like Piper and like Tawana uh, Petty, who have talked about the fact that at some point in our life, in their lifetimes, rather, there were just, you know, people handle things within the neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. If something was wrong. Pre-crack. Pre-crack. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> um, Pre-crack. So it's yeah. a possibility. We have to and, get there. Yeah. Or something better even, right? Because exactly. that was the past. Because we, we want to build these intentional systems where, yeah. like, instead of having to call the police, if... Um, you know, your car gets broken into, you call some other sort of responder. Like, there's no yeah. need to call people with guns to respond to mental health crises yeah. or medical emergencies. Or somebody getting on your nerve. Somebody getting on your nerve. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is wonderful. And then um, just give us the social media and the website before you go. Yeah. So um, if you want to learn more about us, visit byp100.org. Um, we also have a chapter email where you can um, send us info if you're interested in joining the chapter or you want to get down with the No New Jails Coalition or you want to get down with the Greenlight Black Futures Coalition. Right. Um, hit us up at detroit.chapter at byp100.org. Thank you for that. This is great. Thanks so much. Yes. I appreciate you. It was nice meeting you. Yeah, that Bye. was so wonderful. Yes, it was. Wasn't that great information? 100% it was great information. Yeah, and what I really love about the Juneteenth, I'm, I'm, I'm just seeing like so many different people that I haven't seen before. And so that makes me feel really hopeful. A lot it's of a young very, people. I know, it's a very diverse group. Isn't it? Mm -hmm. It's wonderful. I love it. So I'm going to... Um, grab a couple more people but while I'm gone can you give some of your just a couple of reflections yeah, yeah and I'll be right back all right cool well um I'm just gonna start off by saying I see uh one of my favorite artists that's actually from the area the north end and her name is Jazz I call her DJ Jazzy Jeff uh she's a beautiful artist and Piper's walking back with the beautiful Ingrid and she's gonna hop on the mic <laughs> So we're out here, so many wonderful people out here, and oh my goodness, like, so we had Bryce Detroit, and then now we've got another one of our guests that um, we had before that people loved. Oh my God. The information, yes. right? Mm -hmm. From EOS Detroit. Yes. Teaching us about crypto. Hey. And, and just in general, th rethinking 
I, should I use the word currency? I don't even know if that's a proper word. The economic system as a whole. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So we have Ingrid LaFleur. Hey. EOS hey. Detroit. So you're <laughs> out here Ingrid? in Juneteenth. Juneteenth. Happy Juneteenth. Happy yeah. Juneteenth. So tell us, about, like, you know, about today and what connection this has to what you're working on. Um, well, of course, today symbolizes or is acknowledging um, the last of us who are freed um, after the Emancipation Proclamation was signed, which is three years after it was signed. Right. Um, so that freedom is what I'm riding on and trying to make sure that it still evolves and grows and expands because, of course, we're still not free. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so there's still a lot of work to be done, but now we have the tech to be able to do it. Oh, my God. Please <laughs> break that down while I go find another guest. <laughs> So, um, what I mean by that is that there are equitable economic systems that are being created um, using uh, technology that helps to serve as that third party instead of the bank, instead of corporations taking our money and being that middleman um, and basically making everything unbalanced uh, <laughs> in terms of distribution of uh, money, um, especially that is made on us, um, especially like the gathering of data. So this technology yeah. allows us to own our data, allows us to transact with each other without a bank, um, and that's called uh, blockchain technology. And blockchain technology is basically the digital version of a ledger. If you've ever seen a ledger that an accountant used to record all transactions, this is the digital version. And uh, blockchain technology is awesome because it's super secure. Uh, it's permanent. Um, but it helps to automate certain things that will help to like distribute funds in the most equitable way um, automatically. And uh, that's the work that I'm focused on here in Detroit. And what's so powerful about it, Ingrid, is, is that as you're talking, I'm not joking, that we do not trust people with our money. You go into your great-grandmother's house, your auntie's <laughs> house, they got yeah. money. My aunt passed last year in October, and we're finding money all over the house. Yeah, so, I mean, I think that that holding of money and being responsible for our own money talks about the trauma that we've had mm -hmm. with these um, financial institutions. And so, mm -hmm. we're already prepped for it. At yes, least we the are. black folks, we, are, we already know how to be responsible 100%. for our own money. Yes, we so, do. crypto is for us. I love it. Definitely look us up. I'm eosdetroit.io. Thank you, Ingrid. Wasn't that great? Yes. Oh Thank my God! You, Thank you so Good much. To you. Good to see you. So, and, and Ingrid is here. Bryce was cracking jokes, but <laughs> in real time, she actually has on living technology that is looking so gorgeous and tie dye tie dye Sorry. tech with your branding on it. Yes, isn't that great? It is great. Yeah, awesome. I love it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank You're you welcome. so much. I'm gonna get back to party. Yeah. Yeah. Have fun. Peace. Peace. And then. I wanted to, so that was great. We talked about technology and the future, and um, Ingrid is working on cryptocurrency, which is, you know, bringing us into some different type of economic thinking. And so I really wanted to, um, you know, give some honor and reverence because this is a, a new iteration of a celebration that's been going on for a while. 
And I want to bring one of my aunties on here because you have been witness to when this type of celebration was really, you know, at the beginnings of trying to get going, right? Here in the city, in the city. Well, maybe in the city, but I wouldn't say that because we have been celebrating Juneteenth Day since the enslaved people found out they were free. They've right. been celebrating their freedom. So it's, And people in the North didn't know as much about Juneteenth Day, but um, people all over the South knew and have been celebrating it for years. For me, it's just kind of indicative of the lies that they've been telling our people from the time they brought us over here to today. They continue to lie to us, cheat us, steal from us, and on and on and on. So that's just another example. They've been working us for free for hundreds of years, and let's just keep on doing it. As long as they don't know, we'll keep working them. Mm. And it continues even today. There right. are people that are still enslaved and still working for free. So, Wow. This is my Auntie Ivy out here. So my Uncle Ibn is one of the, you know, people in Detroit um, and in the country, around the world, actually, yeah. who has been upholding, teaching, Keeping it um, in the forefront. about, been in the forefront of uh, learning about our African culture, arts, community, you know, and I, I was just telling you when I was little, I remember we used to make the Juneteenth cards and we used to um, learn about Juneteenth and all our leaders and the history. And I really, really appreciate y'all because y'all are keeping that going. Because there was, because before we came, we had the civil rights era, then we had a black power era. And when I was little, I would say y'all are part of the black power era, I think, right? Or no? But even before that, you, even can't, before that. you can't discount Garveyite. And, and the Garveyites, so, right. Come on now. So, the Garveyites, yeah. yeah. And, and you guys were dressing in African clothing, and you still are. You guys were doing poetry events, and you still are. You guys are doing theater, black theater, and you still are writing. And, and now you're, you're getting ready to uh, do uh, something that everyone would love to be doing. You're going to be uh, celebrating your freedom in the coastal, in the coastal yes. region, right? Yes. Kid, do you mind yes. talking about that a little bit? Moving to Costa Rica, getting out of here. Got to go somewhere where I can breathe the air and drink the water and eat the food and not be conscious 24-7 that I'm not poisoning myself. Wow. So, I yeah. want to do that. And, yeah. and, and they don't have no military. Hmm? They don't have a military. And they don't allow guns. Right. Oh, my goodness. This is beautiful. And, and they're conscious about the environment, trying right. to save the world. So, yeah. Right, right, right. Isn't this beautiful? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I'm, yeah, I'm happy wait. for y'all. You know, and get away from this toxic pollution that we have here in Detroit. Right. Right. All this city, these bricks. The, this, the whole country. The whole country. The houses too close to one another. You know, the violence. Yeah. And so you guys are getting ready to go somewhere where it's just... They have a peace university. Wow. United Nations decided to put it there because of what it is. Oh. Wow. That's pretty deep. Yeah. The United Nations decided to put their peace university in Costa Rica. Exactly. They could have put it anywhere. Right. They put it there. Wow. Isn't that great? That's amazing. I'm like, okay, how? So y'all do theater and y'all do um, like poetry, writing and all that. 
Do you have any current projects that are coming up or trips or anything that people could get involved into? Well, my focus has been kind of moving. Okay. Looking for a place and stuff like that. Okay, okay. So y'all are working more on the family unit and securing that and things like that. Okay, that's powerful. So I would take that as y'all are modeling what we need to be doing. (laughs) (laughs) I just felt like it's time. If we don't do it now, we'll never get out of here and do it. Right, right. Well, I appreciate you. I don't want to take you away from enjoying the event. And um, thank you for coming by to talk to us for a little bit. Thank you so much. I'll get this from you. Yeah, this is wonderful. Um, Really, really appreciate you and love you so much. Yeah, so this event is just like super, super awesome. We're out here in these streets. Technically, we're, we're on gravel in the yard, but uh, I'm just saying these streets. <laughs> and I got my fellow um, Detroit is Different podcast network lead podcaster, hostess, Audra Carson. What up, though? From the community. Community. Community <laughs> yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, this is a this is a, a a lovely you know celebration that's here. Yeah. I'm glad to run into you. Yes, I'm glad to see you. You're looking bright and lovely. Thank you. And and festive. I, I reflect you, sis. I reflect She's you. She's so sweet. Mm-hmm. But okay, I'm gonna go look for some more guests. Okay. And I'm gonna leave you here, Brittany, to talk to us about anything you want to talk to us about about okay. Juneteenth today, mm-hmm. the reflections, your mm-hmm. podcast, yeah. and the work you're doing. Okay. The powerful mm-hmm. work you're doing in the community. Okay. Making sure that we're not sniffing rubber. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What are your thoughts on Juneteenth in general? What brings you here? Mm-hmm. Um, reflections on what you see? Yeah. So Juneteenth in, in, in general, of course, it's uh, important that we commemorate it. Uh, at the same time, you know, uh, social media talked about, you know, the the complexity of it for us now, where we are in history. Uh, are we free, right? If if we can be brutalized, um, you know, going about our business and, and just just existing as Black people. So um, there's a duplicity that is going on. But at the same time, I, I wouldn't miss this. Um, it's beautiful. Uh, this Black energy. Uh, I love it. I wouldn't trade it for anything, and it's organic, and and so I'm. Fill it down the block, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm 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 very grateful to be here. Yeah. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about us being uh, parallel to each other on Detroit is different. Yeah. And how long you've been doing the podcast, and what you enjoy about it, and all that good stuff. Right. So, Brittany, what's really cool is, um, I. Kyrie kind of had to like pull me along, <laughs> right? Because I'm, I'm more of a behind the scenes kind of person. I just want to do the work. Mm. And so, uh, but people through the years have told me, you know, AD, Audra, people, pe- you have a story. People want to hear your voice. And so um, we started in February. We're on episode 17. Hey. We'll launch tomorrow. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Congrats. Thank you. Feels good, don't it? Yeah, it feels good. Um, you know, my I have my sister, uh, Val Ward. She's the producer of the show, mm. and she's got my back. And, and knowing you guys are there and other people that are of like mind and of the mm. same ilk, um, you know, it just feels good. And the fact that Detroit is different is in the, in the community, right? Yes, So right in the community. Right in yep. the community. So, you know, I'm, I'm not mad at corporate or any of those other mm. podcasters, but for me, it fits, right? Um, so extremely grateful to be there. Uh, we got to do some cross, 
Uh, whenever you guys have an opportunity, I would love to come on your show and oh, kick we, it. We've been waiting. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, I'm going to let this young lady jump on my mic, but before we get started, can you talk mm -hmm. about community and the mm -hmm. things that you're doing? And Piper mm -hmm. mentioned that it um, sounds like you're doing some sustainable work and yeah. getting, getting it out there that uh, yeah. the yeah. stuff that we're intaking yeah. naturally by default is not good for us. And right. So, so community is kind of like an out... Uh, uh, out uh, an extension of, of the work that I've been doing in community around uh, sustainability. Uh, so I have two initiatives. The first one, Izzy, is named after my mom. Uh, and with Izzy, uh, I am chief beautification strategist. And with that, we look at litter and debris along community corridors. And in addition to that, I have an opportunity to bring sustainability and eco justice to organizations that may not uh, have that on their radar. And so we're excited uh, to be able to use the platform of podcasts and that Detroit is different to uh, spread our message, um, you know, of, of people, places, and things better than we found them. So, uh, Piper, I appreciate you letting me uh, speak a little bit. I appreciate you coming over here to speak. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it's so wonderful that we're about to throw it to one of the uh, leaders in yeah. our community that's peace. leading us. Yeah, peace. Right? Peace. So, well, this is Insight the Riot as I know her. Okay. But in the professional world, mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. she has an actual government name. Okay. Alondra <laughs> Bolger and Insight the Riot are the same person. All right. Yeah. Just different people use different names. Yeah. All. all right. The so, avatar. All right. all right. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So this is great. So thanks for telling us about all this great work. Thank you. And um, y'all, so wait. Community. Community. Right? Yeah. Podcast. We come out weekly. It's a 30-minute, 37-minute podcast, and we talk about unique pathways and common goals, and we just talk and highlight people pushing their stories, letting them get let, letting get them getting uh, get the uh, exposure of the things and the work that they're working doing. Isn't this great? On Detroit yeah. is different network. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. It's That's beautiful. what's up. And then we're going to move it right into talking about community or community in the D. So this person right here is super, super, super incredible and wonderful. And um, what's that feedback? Is that I'm me? trying to figure out what it is. I'm like, is it us? Do I need it's to move a little ear? bit? Probably so. Okay. Or it might be me. There we go. Is that a little better? Check. How's that? All right. Better, better? A little bit. Barely. A little bit. It's, yeah, it's better. Okay. It's not feeding back. <laughs> I was going the wrong way. How's your mic? Can I hear you? Check, check. Yeah. Probably up a little bit. Is that? Which one is you? This one? That's, or, or that check, was me? Check. That was you. What about this one? That's me. That's you. Okay. There we go. How's that? All right. Cool. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got it. So, yeah, I'm here with one of our community leaders. I'm so um, honored and excited to have you on a podcast, and I'm really, really excited about the work that you're doing right now. Yeah. Thanks so, for having me. Yeah. So, please, please just let us know because people need to know how wonderful and exciting it's about to be. In the new center right now. For sure, for sure. So I had a distinct uh, honor and privilege of being the um, inaugural executive director for COAC Detroit. Oh, wow. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. COAC Detroit is literally a hub for nonprofits and community-based organizations in our region. So it's really designed to do a couple of things. So the first is, you know, a lot of nonprofits and community-based organizations, when it comes to building strong organizations, when it comes to being able to collaborate effectively, 
um, don't really have access to the resources to help them move their missions forward. So we right. literally are like a physical hub, a 6,500 square foot space, right on the corner of Woodward Boulevard, that people at a bare minimum can come there and get pointed in the right direction, right? right. So it's a space that the nonprofit and community-based organizations can call as their own. Right? Okay, okay. Um, the second thing around it is we know that there's a lot of great work happening across our community, but it's often really siloed, right? right? So we talk about, you know, what it means to kind of flip those silos on their head and create pipelines, right, for us yeah. to be stronger. Like really unearthing and lifting up what works. We know that a lot of innovation takes place in our communities, oftentimes just out of necessity, right? Yeah. And so being able to lift that up and tell those stories is really important. And then the third piece around it is um, meeting organizations where they are, right? Mm -hmm. So the organization that has five volunteers, no budget, it's going to have very different needs in an organization that's got five divisions. Of course. You know, and, and, and a multi-million dollar budget. Of and course. so we've got a lens on creating programs and services that meet those nonprofits where they are. We also have this really beautiful space. So it's 6,500 square feet. Um, it's meant to be meeting and convenience space, small to medium-sized conference rooms, um, flex space where folks can hold events. So we've been in our soft launch phase since January. And since mm. that time, we've hosted... Oh, man, about 75 organizations, large and small. Wonderful. We've had about 2,000 people through the door. That's right? great. You know, and since 2018. Since January, no, 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 no. Just since, since 2019. 2019. Yeah. And we're in June, so that's six months. So we're months. in June, so six months. And we're not yeah. even technically open. Right. right? Wow. And so we're going to be doing um, a grand opening on June 26th and June 27th. Wait, wait, wait. Don't say that so fast. All right. Let me slow wait, it down. Wait, rewind. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So next week, June yeah. 26th, June 27th, mm -hmm. we are having a two-day launch experience, okay. right? It's two full days of activities, and it's meant to do a couple of things. One is it's meant to kind of give a sample of what's going to happen in that space, right? Mm -hmm. So we've got some really interesting conversations taking place. We've got a panel um, of philanthropists coming in from uh, different states to kind of share and start to have that conversation around the power dynamic mm -hmm. between philanthropy and nonprofits, right? right. And how we can kind of get more aligned in that space. Um, some of our partners who are going to provide programming in the space will be there for mm -hmm. folks in the nonprofit and community-based space to come and talk to them about some of the services they provide, right? Yeah. And then that night, we're going to cap off the evening with a happy hour at uh, Keesling. It's a new bar that opened in the new center area. And, um, and then with Urban Consulate. And in that conversation, in mm -hmm. partnership with Urban Consulate, we're going to have a conversation about capacity and right. putting money in the hands of the folks who can actually make change in the neighborhood. This is like 360. Yeah, man. And then, wait, okay. I'm not done. I'm not oh, done. We like and 370, so, 355. <laughs> so I'm going to wrap up real quick. So, yeah. and then that Thursday, yeah. we are having a few speakers. So Dr. Brandy Blessed, who's a native Detroiter, who's mm -hmm. doing really big things at the University of Cincinnati right Wonderful. now, is going to be here. Um, Jessamine Sams Lau, who wrote a book kind of critiquing philanthropy, is going to be in the space. That's necessary. And then that night, and then that night we're going to have a happy hour, but it's a self-care themed happy hour. Wonderful. So if you think about, you know, how hard people work and how tired yeah. they work, um, we're going to have, we're going to get folks the opportunity to come in and let their hair down. We got mm -hmm. a kombucha bar. We have fresh smoothies. Fresh Wonderful. Juice, I love it. Yeah. And a little bit of creative expression. So we're trying to this do something great. different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And healthy. And healthy. Yeah. And so uh, even though we know... How is this related to today, to, you know, um, thinking about the Ma'afa, the Black Holocaust, and moving into Black Futures, uh, you know, what, Juneteenth? Yeah, I mean, it's all connected, right? Like, mm -hmm. for me, whether it's the music or the work through, you know, through, through my professional or... It's both professional, but through the other lands of professionality. Um, for me, it's about resources, 
right? Okay. So I have the privilege and honor of being um, connected to an institution with resources, both right. monetary and otherwise. Right. And so being able to be really intentional about understanding what the needs are yeah. and directing those resources where they can make the greatest impact. That's first and foremost, okay. right? That's what's um, the second piece is like really intentionally investing in leaders of color. Right. Okay. And so we've got some things we're going to be announcing around leadership development and grant making that okay. is intentionally and deliberately making the investment in the folks who are closest to the problem because they also are closest to the solution. This is great. And you got you got it like all sewn up. I'm just really excited because I grew up over there. I'm yeah. from New Center. Yeah. Right behind the um, the Henry Ford Hospital. Right. Like 12th and the Boulevard. OK. So I claim 12. <laughs> But, um, uh, my family was on 14th in Delaware before, uh, the, before the riots, and then they moved to the North End. Wow. Yeah. That's the entire... Well, that's Zone 8, but still. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this is wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very excited. So just um, tell us before you go. Um, well, there's a whole other reason I got to bring you on here, a whole other time for your whole other life. For sure. Yeah. But, th- but tell us before you go, um, just real quick so people remember those links and like where to go. Absolutely. So June 26th, June 27th, two all-day events. Folks can go to the website and literally create their own itinerary based on what their interests are and what their availability might be. Mm-hmm. www.coactdetroit.com. That's C-O-A-C-T Detroit. Dot, I'm sorry. Coactdetroit.org. C-O-A-C-T Detroit.org. This is great. Thank you so much. Thank you for having yeah, me. Yeah, thanks for making the time. Absolutely. You did a great performance. Thank you. You know, you uh, look great. Thank you. And uh, we're really looking forward to all the things you're going to do. I appreciate it. Thanks yeah, for having yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. All right, peace. All right. Yeah, so, um, hey, Brittany, um, we've just been uh, rolling around, seeing the rest of the, um, the, the, the festival. You've been um, checking things out, you know what I'm saying, on the grounds. Tell me what you've been seeing out here, you know, walking around. Like, what have... What have you been uh, seeing as you've been walking around? What have I been seeing? Yeah, like you oh were walking God. around, checking out the, the space. The first thing and... is beautiful shades. I see about like 30 different shades right here. Black, beautiful black people. That's the first thing. We already talked about the diversity and age. A lot of beautiful, beautiful young people. I'm talking about people under the age of like six months. All the way up into elders that are, you know, probably in their 80s. And... um we're, uh, it's just beautiful. We had some great, great African cuisine from Yum Yum Village. Uh, they uh, bought some beautiful, beautiful food, and it was delicious as well. Um, I just got done witnessing some ancient comedic yoga. Um, what we uh, did was they set up chairs around Circle. Okay. And uh, they were uh, doing some ancient comedic yoga. Some different yoga. poses, right? Yeah, some different poses. Yeah, that's so cool. I mean, it's really, really beautiful out here. All the colors, all the people. It's just looking so fabulous. It's just people are having fun and smiling. And we're in the middle of the hood. Yes, we are. And this is what's wonderful about it is, Mm -hmm. um, you know, this is in our community. Feels like a family reunion. It is a family reunion, right? And then you got to, did you hear your shout out for you starting your block club? Yeah. This this reminds me of that. Like, we just speaking of which, let's. Can 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 you grace us with your presence for a minute, King? Or you gotta run and do some kingly things. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. So grab these so you can hear yourself. So, you know, it takes some organization to bring this many people together. It takes some thought. It takes some strategy. It takes some organization to, you know, make sure that things are happening in a way that's meaningful. And you are what I would consider a brilliant strategist. I'm not sure if you want me to use your name no. or you want me to uh, 
Just call you Star. I'm going to just call you the Stellar Galactic. Right, right, right. Is that cool? And I think, I think I got a taste of his awesomeness the last day of the event you guys did um, that I came to. I'm trying to think of the name of it. Which event was that? People from Miami. There are people from Seattle. Oh, yeah. So you actually did the final days of the Black to Just Transition Assembly where you mm-hmm. helped us take all that information for all those days and then understand how we could you know, synthesize and move it forward. I was there the last day, and I think you guys were decompressing, and you guys were jotting down the your, your synopsis of the weekend, and you were trying to, at that last moment, get the final, final thoughts. Not that you guys, you know, wanted to be the decision makers because you were there the last day, but it was important that you documented everything so that you guys could move forward, and that was a powerful setting. So, yeah. Wow. Wow. Awesome. Yeah, I learned a lot. Yeah. I was like, wow, this dude know how to take all this brilliance and then turn it into more brilliance? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm... Thank you. It's always a bunch of people around that I feed off of into. There's always a bunch of people around, you know, that I feed off of into. I, I don't do anything by myself. You know? mm. I don't believe in it, and I wouldn't be able to do it if I did. You know? I, can we just acknowledge your brilliance that you bring to every space, though? And every space that. that you come to, you transform that space, and oh. that's really something that I appreciate about you a lot. Oh. Trying to make me cry. No, I love it. <laughs> this is the type of dude, like, he'll go to a meeting, and then we'll be talking about black liberation, and if it's three white people in here, he'll be like, why are white people talking? <laughs> and everybody will be embarrassed and put their head down. And he'll be like, and all of you to put your head down, shame on you. <laughs> and Piper, you be having your fist up like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> right. I do the best Piper I can be right to back there. you up. I do the best I can. But let me tell you how I met you. Or you well, how I remember meeting you. So I had heard a lot about you. But to me, I didn't actually meet you till you defended me in a certain meeting that we're not going to name. That, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, we don't want to out people. We want to no, do no, better. No, right. But uh, we, we, were, we were in a certain community meeting, and uh, I was getting bullied by the elders. And you stepped up, and I really appreciate that. That's how I met you. So I was like, okay, you got my back. I'm going to always have your back. I'm a hood yeah. like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, <laughs> I still got your back, always. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then... Um, I've had the pleasure, you know, opportunity and privilege to be in other spaces with you, whether through chilling or whether through working and thinking where I've got to experience your brilliance and, you know, your strategy skills. Like, you're a general. Like, I appreciate that. I learn. Every, every time every time I'm in the room with you, I just learn. I just absorb and learn. So I appreciate that. Thank well, you for I, that. I appreciate that. I also learn a lot from you. Uh, I'm in a learning phase of my life, right? Um, even with trying stuff, this was, I had to learn to chill. <laughs> you know, I came in here and shouted at a bunch of people one day and was like, you know, I need to just chill, mm. you know, because it didn't help anybody feel like they wanted to work. Um, and that's how I'm motivated, but that's not how everyone's motivated. And I'm just mm. learning, you know, always learning to, uh, sorry, I'm learning to hold the mic to my face. Thank you. And I'm always learning to, really uh, wrestle with like hyper masculinity and like even when you say general you know it kind of makes me tight because it's like i really want to embody um something elementary like something like water something like air yes with fire yes with like stone components but i but i really don't want to be like so much of my life has been shaped by hyper masculinity my the machismo in jamaican culture and west african culture and then um me i've not yet taking flight away from that you know I've, i'm still wrestling with it um, i find so that I really from interesting that you say that because i find you to be a very um 
you know, a listener, you know, these, I, I find you to have a lot of water because to me, well, you know, water has different forms, right? Because water can be ice or water can be steam or water can be, you know, liquid or, you know. So to me, what I see is I see you always standing up for women, black women. I see you always, um, what we would call, say, speaking truth to power and being honest. And, you know, I think that it takes a level of vulnerability to be honest in a situation where what would seem like you're, you're going to benefit, i.e. white people in the room, i.e. there might be some money in there, some opportunity there. I'm not saying that's how you and me think. I'm saying in a capitalist system that we're in, when we're in spaces and we know that the reason white people are even there is because they're bringing money. Right, right. And I just appreciate how you're always able to just be so authentic and say things that people are afraid to say and say them in a way that is just straightforward and not beating around the bush so people are trying to guess what you mean and, you know, challenging people. And I think that we all need to be challenged in a good way. So I feel like, for me, I grew up being challenged a lot. I grew up with people... You know, you can't just say something like you have to prove that that's true. Right. And I feel like for a long time, we've just been in this world where people are just on social media saying a bunch of stuff. And I feel like you bring a lot of that ancient, you know, (laughs) ancestors raining down like, you know. Y'all know that y'all know that 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 y'all ain't living right. (laughs) But I think that we haven't been around that. And that that's something that we're going to need. That's a tool. Right. You know, that, that's how I'm looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate you saying that. What, what I'm thinking about is, is how do I, like, um, be deeper in community with people who are working on themselves, too? Because two things happen when I feel like I'm always taking on this role of challenging people is that I get drained, but I also get neglected as mm-hmm. someone who needs to be challenged. And so... Oh, you, know, you, do, you like you mean in Orlando, like people being fearful of you? Yeah, yeah, or just like no. Also, um, being good one on one, being good in relationships, being a good friend. You know, um, there's listening politically, listening to other people's ideas, and then there's emotional listening and understanding energy. And then there's just there's all kinds of things that we have to transform. Simply around. just you walking in the grocery store, running into someone that's. Packaging groceries. I don't know. I see right. your, your day-to-day interactions. Right. And then especially like being in relationship, um, intimate relationships. That's something we have to be vulnerable and open about naming when we're working on that. That's something I'm working about, you know, working on right now. That's something I want to be open about is like, yo, it, it takes a lot of work uh, for people who are raised to be violent individuals, mm. which is most male-identified or masculine energy-carrying mm. folks, to then turn around and be a love generator and a co-creator. Okay. Um, hmm. And I and I just say, like, I appreciate you because every time I run into you and we chat and we relate as friends, it deepens me as a person. Not even uh, politics aside, it deepens me as a person how to show up with friends, how to challenge but also be challenged, you know? Um, and, and to not be so always trying to challenge people in a way that you're neglecting yourself, you're not taking care of yourself. Because it's, it's a slippery slope to hypocrisy. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I've gone down that road and... You know, and I'm just being transparent because, you know, right now I'm dealing with myself on some stuff. And it's like, you know, during during the same time that I was, you know, slipping up, being unintentional, making mistakes. You know, I, I can probably count, you know, or can't count how many times I challenged other people. You know what I'm saying? And so mm-hmm. always, um, even when we look at a space like this, um, always seeing not just the assembly of people, but looking at people 
in their relationships, in their chair, in mm-hmm. their clothes, seeing a person who showed up um, to be acknowledged, to be loved, to be seen, and, you know, challenging, yes, but also really loving people out of their shells. To me, that's why I wanted to, like, get back at, you know, Juneteenth again, is because black people don't get a space to just be, like, shamelessly joyful mm. and happy and proud. That's what I see today. What do you think? 100%. Yeah. yeah. Brittany was going around with the camera and I said, Brittany, what do you see? She said, I think I see maybe 30 shades of brown. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's it. And, and we're, we're dealing with a lot in Detroit. But if we can get together and just be together <laughs> and chill, you know, this is going to be a new community environment. That- There's yeah. solutions that lay within that that we can't see. Like you're saying, just be still. Enjoy who you're in front of, and that's where the solutions, the real solutions come. Yes. You know? Yes. Yeah, that's it. Okay. I mean, we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. That's true. But so many yeah. people who don't allow this to happen, that's why I get, that's what I get mad about. Mm. They want to they wanna put the agenda on the wall and say, mm. this is what's going to happen in 10 years. Yeah. It's like, no, let's get together for 10 minutes. Mm. The 10 years will emerge out of 10 minutes. Mm. Like right, that. Right, right, right. Yeah, but... Well, I definitely appreciate you. I know you're running an you. event and got to run and go yeah, yeah. check on people and make sure people are cool. I appreciate you spending enough yes, time with us. thank you so much. To yeah, come yeah, through yeah. here and share with us. Thank you for you know. coming. Yeah. This is awesome. Hey, this is the highlight of the day. <laughs> this is dope. Yeah, we've been getting different... Is that Imani over there? I, we've been getting different voices. I, I see some of my Ruth Ellis folks that I'm going to bring on the mic yeah, real please, quick. Please, please. Yeah. And, um... Appreciate you. Yeah, so this is wonderful. This is exciting. Thank you so much. We love you. I'm, I'm going to bring Imani on the mic. Imani, grab that mic. <laughs> That's what you got to tell us about, um, here, put these on. So um, I was, we were in a whole collective together working with young people called Detroit Future Youth and, you know, building. But Imani here is a super powerful, incredible, amazing, dynamic organizer and and brilliant listener and brilliant human being and is a walking fashion plate and design and just beauty in motion. And besides that, inside, outside, beautiful, incredible. You uplift people. You help people. I want to say you save people, but I'm not sure if you will accept that. (laughs) But it's literally true. And can you just tell us who you are? And how did you even end up here today? And what is this about? And what do you do? Okay, great. All right, peace and love, everybody. My name is My name is Imani Love, and I mostly do healing justice work, uh, focusing kind of healing health, looking at various dynamics of healing health and wellness, and centering that throughout various communities in in the city. So a cross-cultural initiative of healing justice. Um, it's called Wage Love Apothecary, which Wage Love is a call to action initiated. But you have to say that way slower. What is it I'm called? <laughs> wage Love mm-hmm. Apothecary, which is a um, Wage Love is a call to action that was initiated by Mama Charity Mahuna Hicks, who Ashe. became my ancestor a few years ago. Bless her spirit, and um, she initiated the call. To, she initiated the call to action, Wage Love, and um, and that really. As a, as a black trans woman in Detroit, that really sat with me thinking about how, um, you know, there, you know, within our own communities, it just really opened, the, the call to action, wage love, really opened my mind and my heart to the, to the reality that we have so much work internally to do mm. as a community. And um, so that just really just went, you know, I thought about what could a cross-cultural initiative look like, you know, where you have people of all backgrounds, LGBTQ, straight, what have you. 
um, you know, what, you know, whatever, all, all the fucking melting pot that this country is like, what would it look like, <laughs> you know, thinking about, you know, Grace Lee's work around, you know, really teaching us to center um, local community organizing and close-knit, you know, local communities and, you know, and about what, the work that it takes to really do that. Um, so it's I'm, deep I'm, stuff. It takes, it takes it really, really, yeah. but you're so patient and you are very um, tenacious and people trust you, right? Which is like really important in your work. Can you um, talk about the work that, that you currently do in terms of like, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. So the way, mostly the work I currently do, I'm, you know, I, you know, like I said, he, uh, more, more so spiritual justice. So, you know, I understand spiritual justice to be something that looks at the various um, spiritual implications and intersections of our struggles and our reality, like looking at these things, you know, and, you know, what spiritualism looked like, you know, in generations before us and, you know, how that is perpetuated, you know, genetically and socially. So um, mostly just spiritual justice, you know, really just like for myself, it's been a it's been a phase of immense research and, you know, just, you know, really just trying to get in there and, you know, add some things up and, you know, and also for me during this journey, intellectual health mm. has become a thing. Like, I think we may underestimate, you know, the importance of intellectual health, how, you know, like we have to be mindful even in our, even in our journey of research and learning who we are and learning about the world that it is dangerous, you know, at times. So, you know, take in too much. Sometimes you have to incre- incrementally do it and process mm. it. So, you know, just really just thinking about intellectual health. And so can you tell us how you arrived at deciding that you were going to do this work specifically? Yeah, I think, you know, a lot of it deals with my own spiritual path, you know, and then my lack of one, you know, at, at a certain point, um, especially in my late teens, early 20s, like, because I'm 26 now, so around like 19, 20, 21, I was really vulnerable because I let go of, you know, my Christian roots and so many other, you know, belief systems within my family that I didn't find, you know, were um, aligned with, you know, my own spirit and how I felt and so, you know, I, I was very vulnerable at a point, but, you know, I had, I received a lot of spiritual insight, you know, through spiritual experiences, mm. you know, so that's just been able to help me, you know, understand the spiritual roots and how spirituality, no matter what phase of humanity we've been in, spirituality was always prevalent. Right. And, you know, looking at how it transcends, you know, other like social constructs like religion. Right, right, right. We, and, I'm going to let Piper go, but I want to continue with you because we start processes like that. And um, we don't realize that there's another process that we have to go through once we let something go. We don't look at it like that. We break free, mm-hmm. and we're so ready to be free, and then we don't realize there's a process in acknowledging that freedom. There's another, there's another chapter that we have to go into. So that's deep that you mentioned that. Absolutely, because even if we're free, absolutely, yeah, like freedom is a collective thing beyond it being an individ- yes. individualistic yes. thing. And so right now, your work, as it looks... Is it? Because before you were working with young people. Yeah. And then now, how does your work look in terms of, like, who do you work with? I mean, so, you know, I, uh, uh, the ways that, you know, spiritual justice has showed up in the work I do is still d- engaging with youth, uh, mostly LGBTQ youth of color in Detroit. And, you know, understanding them to be, you know, um, people who have experienced a lot of religious trauma. Mm. And what would it be? What, it, what would it look like to create safe, intentional space? For them to navigate spiritualism as it pertains to them and, you know, how they're trying to find their way. So, um, you know, looking at how religious, you know, like trauma, you know, it's also a big factor in, you know, in the lives of many children, mm. you know, and young adults. So how can we support them in that way? 
This is beautiful work you're doing. Yeah, thank you so like, much. Like so many young people. When you said like, uh, what did you call it? Spiritual trauma. Yes, religious, religious trauma. trauma. It is. That's real. I've been it meeting is. so many I young people oof. for the last. I don't know. Eight years I've been meeting, maybe eight to ten years I've been meeting young people, and they are so traumatized. And um, I'm just really excited about this work that you're doing right here because um, I've personally seen the impact that you've had on specific young people and seeing those young people being, you know, transformed and seeing their light start to glow. So I'm just really excited about, you know what you're doing right now. So how can people connect with you so that they can get some, you know, spiritual healing? <laughs> um, so y'all can find me on uh, Instagram at E, the letter E, love is love, all one word, um, at E, love is love on Instagram, Imani love with an E on Facebook. Wow, this is wonderful. So I'm going to let you walk good, as they say in Jamaica. And um, thank you so much for just, you know, stopping by to talk with us and share your work and what you've been doing. And I'm just really excited to see you. And you're just out here glowing, you know, you're just out here shining and glowing. So we're going to thank you for taking the time. It was really nice meeting you. Thank you, goddesses. I'm going to send you on your way with lots of beautiful vibrations to carry with you in safety. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So that was Imani Love out here in these Piper, you got to get in there. I have to do do in there. You have to go up there and speak. They are waiting on you. Are they? Yes, they are. I did have no idea I was speaking. Okay. So I'm in the middle of this podcast. Bye, Piper. Let me find y'all another guest to replace me before I go. Oh, actually, I'm going to bring Mama Aneb over here. Wait, just talk for two seconds because I don't want people to go off this podcast. I'm going to bring a heavyweight over here to talk to y'all. So just um, tell us about. Tell us. (laughs) I'm like trying to make something up for Brittany to tell us about. I'm good. Yeah, no, I know. Uh, this is like, I'm wa- we're watching people take pictures. I'm watching like, you know, all types of legendary people do all types of legendary stuff all around here. But um, give me one second. I'm going to grab Mama Aneb. I mean, I'm looking at all this African fabric. I'm looking at all of this. Like, it's like, it's beautiful out here, yo. I know Brittany is rolling her eyes at me because she wants me to get off the podcast. <laughs> but hold on uh, one second, yo. I-, I can't even make y'all hold on because y'all are like listening to a podcast right now. And I'm right here to continue talking to y'all about the most amazing part about this is community. We are community. We are living in community. Um, this is a beautiful thing. I mean, not to mention all the fashion that is in the area on Oakland. This is just powerful um we see another one of our guests we got baba malik um baba malik is in the building he's uh holding it down um i mean it's just beautiful guys we are at some point a little bit on the street and just talking a little bit on the street and just enjoying the area there's probably about three to five different photographers here there are artists here um there are a lot of different people in here that are that are holding down the space and um i was rolling my eyes at piper because they Gave me a producer job and I failed. Um, she was supposed to get on the stage and talk a little bit to them about what she's doing. Talk to them a little bit about the podcast, about Freedom School and all the work that she's doing in the community. And uh, she uh, didn't listen to me. But it's okay. I am becoming a better producer by the day. It's not anything that I ever would consider myself. But I am getting better. Um... This is, uh, again, this is just a, a, a really beautiful event. We're across the street from 2nd Mount Zion of the Apostolic of Faith.
District Elder Eunice Jones, Pastor, 7616 Oakland Avenue, Detroit, Michigan. If you are in the area, uh, feel free to support. It's also it's a beautiful thing to be um, across the street from, I'm sure, an organization, a church that is doing beautiful things for the community as well. Um, this is actually my first time in the space, which is titled The Garage. Um, from what I've heard from the people that we've spoken to, um, you know, this place has probably been here for a good five to six years. Excuse my pause. I, I think somebody was looking for Piper and was trying to get my attention. But the only point I was making is, is that um, this is, you know, I'm, I'm very late to understanding the power of the space. And I can just tell, you know, by even just being in the space that it has a, a certain aura and a certain energy. I mean, I haven't seen one frowning face, but when you go inside the space, you can tell that they've, done some painting they've um you know it still has this rustic look like we are what i would consider like the backyard of the space and it has like a garage door uh slide excuse me a slide door that you can slide so it connects the outside to what's happening in the inside and uh um so yeah i was uh listening a little bit to uh, the person that's on the stage they had an artist I think right now there's someone speaking to us about some community activism on the stage, and I'm assuming Piper is probably going to go next. Uh, I didn't even mention, I think I mentioned to you guys that Yum Yum Village is here. It's a, a beautiful restaurant that uh, does African food, but beyond that, uh, they have other vendors that are um, selling merchandise, um, selling a variety of things that are community-related. It's just, honestly, if I wish that, you know, I do have the camera with us, but I wish that, you know, we had a Detroit is Different camera uh, to give you guys a little bit of visual because it, it is it, it's, it's beyond beautiful. So, um, um, you know, in the, the winter, it was important for Piper and I to come up with something that would be, you know, a little eclectic, be something that would allow us to be in a community for Juneteenth last year. For Juneteenth, I believe we had the BYP 100 on, and they were explaining to us their initiative and their event that they did um, for Juneteenth, and they gave us a lot of, you know, um, knowledge of based and around Juneteenth and what it means. Uh, so it's just good to see the evolution of the podcast as well, because now we're here sitting at a Juneteenth event, and uh, it's a beautiful thing. How you doing? Uh, so, you know, I'm just vibing. Um, there are also people who bought beautiful blankets and they're just on the ground and they're making jewelry. Um, there's still a lot of kids. Again, there's middle-aged people that are here, uh, teenagers that are here. And to be honest with you, it's the, you know, how people, when they're at an event, there's pockets of people. And usually you see pockets of people who, you know, that probably, you know, they're, they're standing together because they're relate. This event is a little bit different, you know. I think there's a little bit of diversity in each pocket group. You know, there's young and elders, there's middle age, there's a beautiful queen that's walking by, keeping the energy white by burning some beautiful sage, and uh, she uh, is it's just, you know, awesome. I'm standing here, I'm looking in the eyes of probably like a two or three year old who's just, I think, infatuated with the fact that uh, we're doing the podcast here remotely. It's cool, you know, and it's just a pleasure to be at this event with Piper. You know, a lot of people hold Piper in a very high regard in the community and not just because of, you know, her showing up at events like this, but 
She's a very boots on the ground type person. So I think it's a very important for us to um, pay Piper some homage because with all the amount of work that Piper has done in the world of photography, in the world of 5e gallery, uh, there is no onus on her to do the work that she does or to spend the time that she spends in the community. And she's so well, well versed in it. And she teaches me so much about how to uh, not allow your fears or um, what people may think or people even accepting you. But when you know that there's something that you want to do and you want to give, you just do it. And uh, that's what I love about Piper Carter. That's what I love about you guys. You take the time to listen. You take the time to give us a criticism and take the time to actually even come on the show and give us good energy just like this event. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to actually take some time to enjoy the event. And then once Piper's done talking, we're going to pick back up. And uh, we'll see you guys in a second. Peace. All right. So we're in like part two. Part two. I mean, this celebration is just exciting and wonderful and dynamic and beautiful. And so we've just been talking to different people, some of the organizers. So now I'm going to talk to one of the attendees. So tell us a little about a bit about yourself. What are you doing here today? And tell us what you've seen so far. Absolutely. This is so great. Um, I'm an artist. I go by Amber Shane. Um, I've been doing a lot of work for the community, just like, you know, helping out with volunteering. Um, My partner is a activist and uh she's she's over at ally media so we've been doing a lot of work together just in our own spaces we try to have uh new moon gatherings uh every new moon at the art park which has been pretty cool we just had the last one not too long ago so sad face but um yeah like what brought me here is really just like community you know this has been like my my community, like, forever. Like, I've, I grew up in Detroit, right on the west side of Detroit. Shout out to your area code real quick. Yeah, 313, of course, definitely. Sorry, zip code. Give us oh, your zip, zip code. Oh, zip code, 48204. Okay. Yeah, 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 48204. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be here. Like, this is so beautiful. Like, happy Juneteenth. And, like, just just really able to just connect with all the vibrations. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I, I got into that... Um, meditative commit meditation that we were doing oh so you did it yeah i did it i was over there it was great it was a good experience like i I was so peaceful and um you know i was sharing with uh the instructor that i saw like red and yellow together like while we were meditating and she um yeah and she she gave me information just some some things i already knew but just like just telling me like you know that's your root chakra and you know and I am a little grounded. I feel really grounded here, especially surrounded by, like, my peers and, like, surrounded by, like, all of my, my people that I love. So right. it's been a really great opportunity to just be able to experience Juneteenth, like, you know, surrounding myself with good vibrations and with good people. So. This is great. So yeah. Amber is the little cousin of, um, yes. like, a member of my basketball team named Skylar. Yeah, okay. used to, shout used to be, out to Skylar. Shout out to Skylar. She used to be. How how old are you, Amber? I'm 26. So yeah. yeah. So Amber back then seemed I was a little baby. Much, yeah, yeah, she used to come to the open gyms yep. and run with us. Yeah. So the progression of Amber. That is the truth. Yes. So <laughs> the progression of Amber. I don't know. She she's going somewhere. But yeah, like you know, I've I've grown up so much. It's it's, it's definitely been something that's like I've always been on this little Amber. You know, so. <laughs> Now it's just crazy because it's like with my spiritual practice, with everything, it's mm. just like 
me, me and Skylar don't have like all the same community. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's good to be able to have these conversations with her. That's and cool. Her, like, hey, I see you. I know she's proud of you. Yeah, she's so proud of me. And um, just a little bit what I do. I design. I do music. Um, I, I created three sneakers with Nike. What? That's been Wonderful. like a huge thing for me. Yeah, I designed three sneakers for Nike. One for Detroit. It has like Detroit on the back. Caught the get offs. All right, I got. Uh, I'm about to look those up yeah, right now. I'm about another, to look those. They're all on my Instagram. I got a picture of all of my Instagram. Are you able and, um, to do a sustainable one? You think? Yeah, I, I want to. I definitely want to. For okay. Sure. What do you need to do to do that? Do you know? I mean, it's it's so Is many. Is it like call them like yeah? So now we want to do sustainable yeah, one. Yeah, it, it's it's definitely you know going through different people, you know what I mean? Yeah. Sending out those emails and uh, I'm, I'm actually working on that. That's what's crazy. I'm actually working on trying to do like sustainable fashion. Okay, great. Because, because I'm launching a sustainable fashion magazine in September. Oh, sick. Yeah. Sick. I would love to be a part of it. You are. Like, there you go. I was go. just talking Boom. to StockX. Uh, <laughs> I was just talking to StockX. They are uh, doing the Off the Top series with me and um, I was just telling them like, you know, I want to get into the community and do more sustainable fashion. Oh my God. Um, I'm designing a lot. I want to start like sewing a lot and just like really really designing sustainable fashion like yeah, it's crazy yeah, yeah. like I wish my, my girls over because she would really like just she could add on to it she okay. was in a in a magazine for sustainable fashion mm. which was dope okay so, okay yeah but, this is powerful right tell us tell yeah. us a little bit about your fa- let's talk about your favorite sneaker why okay. um uh, what sneakers people should be looking out for man uh my favorite sneaker would have to be the sneaker that I created, okay. well, one of them that I created called the Golden Ratios. Mm. And uh, I called them the Golden Ratios because, you know, as you know, it's the circle of life. You mm. know what I mean? It's yeah. really, it's connected to me. It's connected to everyone. You know what I mean? It's the mathematics of life. And I feel like it was like what was here before math. It was like that plant that you yeah. got that math from. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. it was just, it stuck out to me. And that's the name sacred of my geometry. music. Exactly. Oh my sacred geometry. Like that's, that's, it goes so far from my ancestors, you know? So I just kind of just tried to put like my reality and my life into a shoe. Well, you <laughs> did. I love sounds, that. So. I love that you, you're into the golden ratio because that's why mm-hmm. I, I practice in all oh, my photography. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, yes. It's, it's like a... <laughs> You know, now it's intuitive. Um, yes, But I absolutely. do different exercises to practice that. That's a muscle. Yes, That you absolutely. have to practice, like, looking for that and, mm-hmm. like, you know, being patient and absolutely. making that moment happen, you absolutely. know, to where you can capture it. So this is wonderful. Yes, it was It was such a, man, it was such an honor. Like, shout out to uh, Cultivator and Nike because it was great. They put me on a platform where I was able to, like, you know, I had a collection. And my collection was called Love and Light. And um, yeah, it was it was up. And How were you was, able to make great. that happen? Did you call them and say, "Hey, Nike, I'm cute. I'm <laughs> no, smart. not at all, Pick not at me. all." So basically, um, we are cultivator is like a, a platform where you could actually like, you know, they choose you, you know. And I, I actually just just reached out to them and was like, "Hey, like, you know, I would love to be a designer. Like, you know, I love sneakers. Like, I love fashion. Like, I would love to be a part of this." And you know, out of like numbers they just emailed me back and chose me and i was just like excited about it and okay just, it, it went and from so there. then what, what happened from there what's that next piece because people process, always say yeah, and yeah then the process, i became a billionaire you know, <laughs> no the process was literally <laughs> i did not become a billionaire i'm gonna just let y'all know yeah all but, i did you clicked your heels three not, times yeah. but no i feel and that no, I I facts, 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 right <laughs> but no uh it was really just sending emails the process was crazy like you know like make they gave they gave me like a a timesheet, you know, or when to do certain things as far as marketing, as far as um, when when to release, when to post, uh, you know, just just basically a timeline on how to 
go about it. And uh, the first step was really just thinking about those ideas and telling people. You know, that was my first step was really just telling people, hey, right. listen, I got these shoes that are coming out, you know, such and such and such. And the creative process was, was honestly the the headache a little bit because it was just like I was I was creating stuff and I was like nah that ain't it you know and I I would I would go back and it was like you only had a certain amount of time so it was like you you had to meet that those deadlines that were like you know key so where did that level of trust come in when you got to the one and for you to say that's the one I don't care I'm sending it um really when I was literally like by myself like I was like I was always surrounded by people I would go to like coffee shops and stuff like that and like the platform was like you know similar to InDesign so you're just like creating and picking colors like they gave you a platform to pick out of like certain textures etc and I was just like yo like I have to actually just like get by myself so you know I meditated for a little while and I sat there and it just came to me like super quick it was not a long process Mm. at all so once I felt like I wasn't forcing anything and it just became a flow, that's when I was just like, all right, yeah, this the one. <laughs> so then in terms of now, do you have um, like your own platform? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so I'm working, my, the, the big thing that I'm working on is my music because I'm in a collective called Modern Day. Okay. So uh, Modern Day is a, a group, a collective of me and one other female. Her, her name is Melrose. And uh, we've been working on music for like 10 plus years. So we're finally going through like the business side of music, getting our like distro kid and ASCAP and like all of these like different platforms of music that like people don't realize that, you know, it's a business now for us. So uh-huh. that's 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 the thing for me right now is just like focusing on that. And um, I'm sorry. I forgot the question. Yeah, you almost. got wrapped up in your I music got wrapped career. Up. I got wrapped up in the there music. You go. Powerful, <laughs> I got wrapped up in the music. I'm so excited though. about the music, you guys. You have no idea. Okay, so we have to really... hear this music. You're going to have to give us yeah. a sneak peek. So yeah. the platform, again, there we go. Yeah. Came back around. The platform um, right now is um, we have modern day uh, music culture. You can find it literally on everything. So Instagram, Twitter, everything. So You said that's modern day culture. Yep, so modern day culture, all one word. And then uh, my Instagram is Amber Shane. So, okay. but Shane, like the Shane Park, like Detroit Shane. All right. This is wonderful. Yes. And then before you go, what does, what, 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 what does Juneteenth have to do with you being here at all? Oh uh, man, this is for the ancestors. These are my people. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like ha- them knowing that knowledge allowed me to be free. You know what I mean? It allowed everybody to come after and be free. You know what I mean? And it's right. like, it's my people, you know what I mean? I, it's, it's, it's really not a hard decision for me because yeah. it's like, you know, it's it's, it's so, it's, it's our lineage, you know what I mean? And it's it's beautiful to me. It's like, man, this is a day of freedom. Just to think about it, like thousands of years, these people are celebrating. Like these people were like, what? Nothing feels like freedom, you know, especially when you've been so low, when you go through so many things, mm. and whether you're enslaving your mind, your body, no matter what, like yeah. to be free, freedom is everything. Okay. So. I love it. It means a lot to me. Wonderful. Amber, thank you for taking the time thank to come you. and talk to us. Beautiful. Absolutely. Thanks right, for having enjoy, me. Yeah. Enjoy the rest of the time that you're here. Yeah. This was beautiful, right? Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I see, like, another guest that I want to grab right quick. One of my babies. Hold on one second. All right. Cool. My God, guys. It's getting better and better. Like, as the night settle in, I mean, there's people dancing. Everybody's still vibing and vibing. There's artistry being passed around, artists sharing art with each other, so many smiles, so many different communities, so many beautiful people. 
I just can't get over it. It's, uh, it's making me smile beyond measure. And Piper's walking back with another beautiful guest. Okay, this is great. This is wonderful. I'm very excited because I got one of my, I'm going to call one of my babies. It's one of my babies that uh, I've watched you grow from a wee, just a wee little, uh, were you a teenager? Uh, probably, I was like, probably like, yeah, probably about late teens. Maybe 18? Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you used to be so shy and quiet, remember? <laughs> you were in my first fashion show I did in Detroit. Mm. Yeah, I, was, I think I was like 20. Were you 20? Okay, this is wonderful. So we're here on location in the hood in North End at this beautiful space called The Garage for Juneteenth. And I run into one of Detroit's stars, right? Uh-oh. <laughs> and I just had to brag on you because you were one of my babies. But just introduce yourself. Tell us about what you do. So, you know, so people know, like, what you do. Uh, hey. And you're a brilliant musician, by the way. Oh, Love your music. You. Thank you. So, I'm, hey, everyone. I'm Aya Simone. I'm a harpist, singer, songwriter, and a wow. filmmaker. Um, I've been playing the harp for, like, 12 years now. Um, yeah, I've been playing harp for, like, 12 years. And I, I sing as well. And I'm working on an album. I do a lot of performing um, locally, internationally, and nationally. Wow. Um, yeah, it's, I don't know. Like, I just came out with a film called Film Queen Chronicles. It's mm -hmm. a web series about four black trans women living in the city of Detroit. Where wow. is it? Um, where, where can people see it? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. It didn't come out. Perfectly. Okay, okay. It's, it's coming it, out. It's coming out. I'm okay, sorry. okay. <laughs> and what was the title of it again? It's called Film Queen Chronicles. Okay. And if anyone wants to follow, it's, uh, its Instagram is FQ Chronicles. Okay. So, yeah. Wow, you're a filmmaker now. Yeah, my first film. Yay. Congratulations. Amazing. Do you know when this is going to be released? Um, so we're kind of in a, we kind of want to like, well, we've been taking it around the festival circuit or whatnot, mm -hmm. but we're, right now we're just trying to get funding to do a retreat okay. um, for uh, writers and we want to invite a bunch of like local um, black trans women and trans POC mm -hmm. to the writer's room um, from here and also maybe from New York. Um, mm -hmm. Just to just participate in like a two, three day retreat so that we can just finish right in the season. And then we're going to like, we're going to just launch a campaign to finish it. So whenever we finish it, okay, um, the faster we get the funding, the faster we can do it. So hopefully okay. next year. Love the plan. It's is this powerful. fiction or is this? This is a narrative. It's a narrative series. It's fiction. Um, it's But it's based off of true events that have happened to me, that have happened to other people in my life. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. This is exciting. You mentioned the harp. Have you ever heard of Dorothy Ashby? Yeah, she's oh like my, my God. absolute icon. Her oh, my God, I love. Train and yes. More contemporary ones. Um, Brandy Younger. I'm okay. Um, she's fab. Okay. You're fab. Album. Thank you. Yeah, you're uh, fab. <laughs> you, you, so I've been in multiple events and heard you play, and you have been able to capture huge, ginormous audiences, mm. you know, um, all the way down to, like, the little, you know, trashiest little place. Not that you've ever played in a trashy place, but... <laughs> but I know, no, what you, but, I see what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, but, I mean, like, I just really think that, you know, with performers, right, it's interesting because there's a certain magic, you know, that you have. 
And you in particular, your sound, the way you play, you know, there's a, there's a, I'm going to say you're a hypnotist. You know, I've watched you hypnotize people. And I've watched you, I've watched, like, I remember we, I went to the Allied Media Christmas party. Yeah. That was a really intimate, tiny event that was like in their office. Yeah. And they put you in the corner and people were like doing karaoke, talking, and it was like all this noise going on. And then, if I'm not mistaken, like, um, you got introduced. And when you started to play, I could hear a pin drop. I actually don't remember that. You don't remember that? Playing, that was probably like that. 2014, yes. 2015, yeah, around thereabouts. Yeah. And like when you started to, like everybody was talking, sidebar conversation, everybody was getting drunk, doing their thing. And then you started to play and not literally everyone just like stopped what they were doing and turn around, all eyes on you. So I'm going to say... I really appreciated that moment mm. because that moment for me, I felt like a proud mama <laughs> because I had known you ever since you were, to me, a kid, mm. you know, and I saw you be this shy little model that was there. And then, and you shocked me too at the fashion show because you were all shy and everything. And then you went on stage and you turned into like this fabulous, amazing, incredible creature of a model <laughs> that made the clothes look dynamic. And you, I was like, where'd that walk come from? But then there's this other dimension to you that's got all this depth and this beauty mm. and its richness and its uniqueness. And it's just, thank you so much. I love hearing you play. So do you have recordings? Um, well, I just have YouTube videos. I just have YouTube videos mainly um, just of me performing like different stuff. I don't have any of my original things out, but I am working on a small music project right now which I'm hoping to get done to be released by the end of the year or by, like, mid-next year. Okay, okay. So whatever we can do to, like, support that, please let us know because we want to make sure that people are supporting your music coming out, right? Yeah, definitely. Especially yeah. instruments like the heart. It's right. So, so beautiful. Thank you. To be able to use that to hypnotize people is powerful. Powerful, right? Yeah. Yep. So I'm going to let you go because I see you got a drink in your hand and your two-step. And you need to, I'm like, like get to your people. Yeah. Okay, but just give us real quick, where can we find you and how do people follow up with you? Uh, if you want to keep up with me, just uh, I'm Aya Simone, A-H-Y-A, Simone, S-I-M-O-N-E. You can search me on Facebook and, like, my like page. And also I'm on IG as Aya Simone. Thank you so much. I'm going to let you go. This is wonderful. It was nice meeting you. Yeah, isn't this exciting? Oh, my God. You're so amazing. Yeah. So we're out here. <laughs> you could tell I'm in the street. Like a whole white thing just went down my throat. <laughs> my kids are here telling me that they've got to go home. Okay. So I probably got to get off the mic for like two seconds and check on them. Okay. But I want to grab somebody else to like come here and talk to you. So, that, you know, about um, Juneteenth and let us know. I wish I could find Jazz. Just Jasmine was standing, like, right there just, like, two seconds ago. I think she went Jazz. there. Yes, right there. She's on the dance floor. Jazz, come Oh, up. yeah, Jazz, come here for one second. So this is a brilliant artist, creator, innovator, um, entrepreneur, um, just all around amazing, incredible artiste. That is from the hood, surprisingly. Not surprisingly. Oh, me? Yeah. 
And you're, you do many different mediums. You've done, I've watched you. This is another one of my babies. I know. I've watched you grow from a wee little jazz with all your brothers and sisters. It, this was my first youth program. Her and her brothers and sisters were, no, actually, y'all were my second youth program. The kids down the street in the alley were my first youth program. Y'all were my second youth program. All right. When y'all would come through, jazz got our place together, yo. Right. I believe I it. The whole hyena tribe, we get it together. <laughs> you got us together. Like, you did the, um, we had these flower pots in the front that y'all painted. We, um, y'all were con conspiring to, like, what y'all was going to do in the space and coming every day and just super incredible. So, uh, tell us who you are, what you do, and what you're doing here today. I am. Um Jasmine, uh, founder of Creative Minds. I do murals, graphics, illustrations. You laughing at again? Uh, painting, anything creative, building, self-sufficient houses, anything that's, that makes sense. So that as well as you have, uh, I think, been a part of the North End community for a while. Tell us about your perspective of the North End and what it means for you to be in the North End today on Juneteenth and to see all these different shades and beautiful black people. I'm happy black people that came out because the sun came out. Mm. We outside, we out here. Uh, the North End it changed a lot from when I first came around here on the scene like 10 years ago. <laughs> it used to be way more uh, families over here, way more teenagers and young people over here. And I don't really see that many. I see an influx of other peoples and older peoples over here and people that's been over here that couldn't move away. Mm. Um, but it is changing as far as art coming into the area, um, different ethnicities coming into the area, buying up shit. <laughs> Simple as that, um, huh? Making gardens. They're saying it's community-oriented, <laughs> but ain't nobody in the community in it. <laughs> um, but the people who here, been here, still doing their thing and uh, still also give to people that's been coming and taking away. Mm. That's the power of being black. That's the power of being black in the North End, in mm -hmm. the city that's always rebelling against what's going on or what's coming this way. How many blacks do you live away from where we are right now? Uh, I live like three blocks away from where we at. I stay right on Blaine and 3rd. So oh. I'm like around the corner from here. Blaine and 3rd. Yeah, right by the lodge. North End. Mount. That's North End for real North End. Yeah. I was right. on Kenilworth for a minute. Okay. The Kenny. I grew up on Atkinson. Okay. We used to have a house on Atkinson. 90 Atkinson. Wow. That's 90 Atkinson. is Woodward. 90 yep. is Woodward, right? Right there, Woodward. You know how I know because I'm from the uh, New Center. Oh yeah, yeah. New yeah, Center yeah. area just across the across the avenue from uh, over there by Atkinson. Right. Jess, tell everybody how you spend your summers in the community of the North End and what you know what that means to so much to you as an artist and you being in the community. Every summer, I work with a different uh, organization, a group of young people doing murals in the city. Um, Oh my God! Please come North to my End. come to my neighborhood. We please. started in the North End. We went over to Dickerson and Chalmers. I grew up on Sheridan. We did something on Mac Alive on Fisher. Um, we did something with CDC last summer on Taylor. We did something with Oakland Avenue Artist Coalition, all on Oakland, Milwaukee. Wonderful. Did you do all the colorful ones down the street? I did all the ones with us up in them. 
Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> the ones with the black strong women up in them. Okay. The ones with the kids up in <laughs> Listen, come to my neighborhood, please. Light it up. Where your neighborhood at? Schaefer, Chicago. You scared? Nah, I grew up on Sheridan. <laughs> oh, okay. It's the same thing. West side. <laughs> we we the West Side B Wick, Mac and B Wick. Piper just started her block Joy club Roll. over there and she's trying to bring some uh some Trying to bring that energy and that life. I put some hard work up right over now. There. Our our favorite, the the most favored community activity in our community is murder. <laughs> That's what the the what some people we love to do. That to, uh, <laughs> we got to magical, <laughs> magical <laughs> maneuvers happening. Right. <laughs> with the creative minds. There you go. There that you go. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would love to see the. Uh, I would love to see a couple murals over there, Jazz. Yeah, you gotta come over. We we'll get you. We work on some funding. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know we'll how I some. come. Yeah, I know. We work on some funding. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Should we just go ahead and throw a mural up on the liquor store and suffer the consequences <laughs> later? I mean, all you gotta do is ask the owner. You want? Uh, yeah. You want something nice on your building? Yeah. That might be a good idea. I'm not gonna pay. I ain't no pay. No, I'm just kidding. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> be like Habib. Come on, Habib. <laughs> come on, Habibi. Come on, Habibi. We know you got it, Habibi. We know you like. When the last time you've been? What's when the last time you got to this community, Habibi? Make them feel bad. Come on, Habibi. Well, nah. I mean, for the most part, though, y'all talking about Habib. These are our brothers, and they'll let you know because they'll call you a nigga in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna be like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you know, it's just interesting and amazing, you know, what you've been able to do around the city. Like you are like I consider you one of my little babies. But, you know, not but, I'll say and wherever I go around the city, whenever I talk about murals, people are like, "Have you heard of this brilliant artist named Jazz?" And I and and and, and I, I never tell them like, "That's my baby." You know, I just tell them, "Oh yes, I really honor and respect her work. It's amazing. She's incredible. She's dynamic." Or like, stuff has come across, and people are like, you know, I've been there to like approve stuff that you've done, and people have been like, "Have you ever heard of this artist?" I'll be like, "Oh yes, yes. She's what? you know revered and amazing." Revered. <laughs> I never know such things was being said about me. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. And 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 you are revered, right? You're revered. You know, as an artist, your talent, and also, you know, your brilliance, and in community, bringing folks together, utilizing resources, you know, making things happen, and just making, you know, the environment such a, a better place where people feel really good. Agreed. Right? Piper put me on game. You know, I, I was coming up out of college. I was like, I need an internship. Where it's at. Piper was like, we right here. Was that five e? I'm bringing the people. Yeah, we gonna come and get it together. And she can't get it together, bro. And your brother, my brother Stefan. Stefan. How is Stefan? He good. He a grown man now. Grown man. He was a baby, but he's a grown man now. Mm. But he was so like he was like a like a such an organizer, wasn't he? Mm. He'll get the little ones together and just, I, I love your family. Her family is so incredible. I love you too. Thank you. And I your parents. You. Aren't your parents incredible? Yeah, they're incredible because I'll be looking at them like, why y'all had 10 kids? Why y'all had as many? Oh, that's why. It's beautiful. That though. is beautiful. It's beautiful. Like the energy that y'all yeah. have together is just, you know, people um, discourage, you know, people try to shame mm-hmm. black people, right? Mm-hmm. Especially in the hood for, you know, shit like living and giving birth right. and 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 you know creating large families and you know i hear a lot of people shaming like you know about that 
what I see in your family, I see a lot of love. I see a lot of support. I yeah. see a lot of brilliance, a lot of talent. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's you know? a lot of teamwork, a lot of togetherness, a lot of sharing. That's what I learned growing up with. Yeah, fifteen people. Even though my mom and dad had ten kids, she also adopted my cousin. So I grew up with like seventeen people in the house. I think that's beautiful. I do too. I love it. You learn share. Yeah. Sharing is caring. There you go. <laughs> Sharing is surviving. Yeah, pretty much. There you go. Pretty much. Right. And 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 you and you show others how to be that, right? Yeah. You you show up in a space like that, showing other people. And you share your family with us, right? You share your parents with us. Right? Yeah, yeah to a certain extent cuz I don't let people get close to my family. You see that? <laughs> I keep them in. <laughs> like wait a minute. Right. We ain't approved that you going that far in the game. You can't wow. get close to my sister. Okay, okay. Okay, okay. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. You gotta protect, keep protected, right? Yeah. Energy. This is great. I so think, what are you doing here today? I came out here today for the Juneteenth. I needed to walk off some food that I ate from real food by Bianca. <laughs> What okay. you know, what she what she serving up today? Shout she out to Bianca. Some of the vegan. Yeah, she has some amazing tacos. Over there at the Hope Village. Uh, okay, shouts out the Hope Village. Yes, and uh, I was like, "Oh yeah, let me go on over here and walk off these tacos." And okay, drumming. Okay, and I ain't seen so many people in a minute. Yeah, I haven't know, either. It's warm, and I'm I haven't like, been oh, out. Oh, hey, you! I haven't seen you. And it's warm, right? Like the weather yeah. has just been so depressing and dark. Yeah. I just thought, like, okay, for Juneteenth, we get that sun. I know that was powerful. Yeah. And it's good to see all you melanated cats. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful melanated people. Yeah, we out here. Piper beautiful, Britney beautiful. <laughs> Jazz beautiful. beautiful. Right. Jazz got on her own shirt, and I'm wondering, did you make that piece around your neck? Probably My so. My friend Johnny made oh, okay. that. Okay. She out here right there with the scully. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, she yeah. She killed that. That is, yeah. I'm going to need one of those ASAP. Yeah, it's got your solar plexus all protected mm. with some copper and some crystals and stuff. Who knows what your... Uh, messages you sending with that thing? Have you seen her? <laughs> have you seen Jazz's truck? Yes. Oh I'll, yeah. God. Jazz Ben had that truck. That's. The, I had the Jeep too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the Jeep too. Right. Yeah. That was the practice vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first of men. <laughs> Out here in these screets with a K. Right. <laughs> we paint cars too. If y'all need a car painted. Right. Well, we got you. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? Cars, Sell yourself. Promotion. Yeah, this is beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I mean, but I'm going to let you go finish enjoying because I see you're down to the last drop and probably got to go back to the well. Okay. Yes, thank you. Thank you. wonderful. Thank you so much. Oh, wait. Let us know, um, like, you know, how folks can, like, follow up with you if we need these murals and things. Um, You can find me on all of the social media under Creative Minds. That's C-R, the number eight, I-V-E-M-I-N-D-S. We got videos on YouTube. We got a blog on WordPress. We got images on Instagram. We got things on Facebook. We got everything. Okay. <laughs> so if you can't put in creative minds and find me, you ain't looking. Hey. Okay. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. Lady Jazzy. That's a wonderful and fabulous promo. <laughs> this is great. Great. This is so beautiful. I love this. I saw mm-hmm. a few more people out here. You know, that I probably wanted to talk to. I'm looking at our timeline. We're into 30 minutes already. Yeah. I wonder, should I? Buck 30 total. A buck 30 total. I mean, this has been great. We've been out here on location at the garage in the North End. 
for this Juneteenth celebration. I don't think I've been in anything better in the city. Like, I mean, this is like more intentional, this feel, but has the feel of the fireworks. Okay, okay. You know what I'm saying? Those fireworks, like, but the, the people downtown, are popping. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This, this is, is wonderful. This is great. I wish y'all could be here to see all of this. This is great. I know, this is I, lovely. I told them the same thing. I'm like, I wish we had like a... Like, this is the one I wish we could have, like, a visual for, yeah. Yeah, it's all good. I hope no, people no. feel the energy Yeah, I think through. they will. Yeah, this is beautiful. I feel like maybe we can even kind of end it, like, right around here. Yeah, I do, too. What do you think? I think so, too. Yeah. You want to enjoy a little? And good job up there. Oh, I thank felt you. Like, thank I felt you. like I was about to do backflips in there. Okay. I felt like I was about to, um, shoot, start my own black club, and I ain't even got a house. Okay, okay. I thought, like, I was about to go get me a, um... <laughs> A scarf from somebody who ain't even selling it. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Go, go, Brittany. This has been beautiful, right? <laughs> yeah. So um, just want to remind folks that, you know what I'm saying, this is the celebration of the Ma'afa, mm. the Black Holocaust, mm-hmm. Juneteenth. You know, we're reminded that we had come out of bondage on a piece of paper, but we're still bound, mm. you know, by this system that's continuing to oppress us. And this is a wonderful example of how we are getting free, yes. freeing our minds and our bodies, our spirits, yes, um, and seeing ourselves in the future, yes, our Afro, black Afro futures, right? Shout out to Bryson, shout out to English, right? Yes, shout out to Bryson English out here. Did we have English on here? No, let's put her on real quick. Yeah, let's get on there. We, we can't leave without speaking to the queen. We'll, end, we'll end with English. Let's yes, end it. Let's do that. Let's end it here. Peace. Hey. Right, English is out here doing the live. What's up? You know. This is wonderful. So English, it was also on the microphone and um, also, you know, helping to uh, curate the space. So uh, thank you for, we're going to end our podcast with you, right? The Divine Feminine. Thank you for rounding Mm -hmm. us back out. We started with Bryce. Mm -hmm. So how perfect Mm. that we we finish. This is wonderful completion. So just tell us who you are. And what on earth are you doing here today? Wow, great question, right? Okay, <laughs> cool. My name is English with an I. Um, I am a native Detroiter. I Woo-hoo. love Detroit. My mom is from Detroit. Mm. Um, I actually grew up in Indian Village. Give everyone your zip code. Uh, well, now I live downtown uh, mm-hmm. on East Jefferson off Iron Street. I'm still learning my um, zip code. I think it's 48. Uh, two zero seven or zero two seven. Okay, we'll like take it. Like <laughs> um, yeah, so um, I'm a part of the Great Sankofa. Mm. Uh, Who reached out to me. I don't even remember how I met Who, but we're great friends now. Um, I appreciate the work that he does. And I'm really glad to be a part of this grassroots community and collective. Um, it's, it's so nice just to see beautiful blackness here, right? Um, but... You asked about me. I, I don't know. Well, what's funny is, is I think, if my memory serves me correctly, at the Horatio Williams Foundation, maybe about five years ago, we were, like, in this, like, leadership thing or, yes. like, where we were, like, cultivating our uh, dreams, and I was talking about the pizzeria, and I think <gasps> you... Mm-hmm. And I think you were talking about the work that you wanted to do in the community. You yes. wanted to be an activist. You wanted to do a nonprofit. So to see you in this space... It's powerful. So. Yes, yeah. thank you. Yes, mm-hmm. since then, I've actually kind of built it on that space. I'm so glad to see you. I'm glad to see oh, you, too. Great. I knew, I just knew I mm-hmm. knew from somewhere, but mm-hmm. I didn't 
quite put my finger on it. But um, yeah, now I'm running Millennials versus Everybody. Oh, it's a God. social enterprise. We empower and equip millennials with intellectual tools, professional resources, and civic engagement opportunities. Mm -hmm. I really want to encourage millennials to get involved in this work and to be socially responsible and to not um, only build ourselves, but our communities. So uh, I'm trying to make millennials very conscious of their gifts and their talents and mm -hmm. how they can um, relate to this work in this space. Um, so I'm really excited. Actually, uh, I got I got an entrepreneurship series coming up uh, for millennials and people in the city who just want to learn and be better, right? And actually, one of the events that we're doing is called Business Profit Impact. Okay. And, um, you know, we're all entrepreneurs and doing great things. And I want to remind each other, people how important it is to <clears throat> impact your community, whether that's through time, money, your talents, your effort, just for us to be more um, community-oriented and kind of change the perspective. More intentional. Yes. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yes. Intention, right? Mm -hmm. That's good. That's good. This is great. Isn't that wonderful? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So how can people get linked up with it? Okay, cool. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at Millennials Versus. We're on Facebook, Millennials Versus Everybody. And then you can check us out on our website, MillennialsVersusEverybody.com. Okay. Um, if you know anybody who is looking a millennial who wants to get more involved in the community, um, there is a piece there for you to get connected to social causes that you care most about. Uh, so I'm trying to make it a real easy relationship for people to tap into things, Smart. you know, and especially galvanize some of the nonprofits in the city. Uh, I, I'm not even going to get on this whole tangent. Oh, you know what I'm saying? But well, get yes. on it. Give us a little piece of it. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. So um, last summer I was a part of DTX slash Detroit. And there um, it was for uh, students and recent graduates who wanted to begin a tech, a tech project, tech startup. And so in that space there, I wanted to create a technology that helps nonprofits raise money in non-traditional measures by uh, connecting with millennials. Because a lot of research shows that... Um, and when it comes to the donor space, it's really hard. It's a lot of money to reach out to millennials. But it, it, in my time, I did some customer discoveries. I talked to a little over about 50 small nonprofits in the city of Detroit. Wow. Just learning their pain points and um, connecting to communities and donors, right? And then sitting on the other side, going to talk to millennials who we're progressive, we're forward moving. But when it comes to actual action, I realized that the research and the connecting part is sometimes what's difficult. Mm. And so I'm like, hey, you know, what can I do to make this relationship easier? And so I'm still building out that platform right now. And that's um, even working through MBE, Millennials versus Everybody. Uh, just being being able to make these connections and these relationships um, authentic and easy and real. And I think um, it's, it's, it's so much power and a great, a great feeling just to give back, especially when you care about the situation and to make more people aware of things that are going on, right? So That's half the battle is being aware, right? Yes. So mm -hmm. I really want to use my platform um, for millennials and people to find actionable resources, right? One, and then two, to get aware of the social issues and the causes that are going on around that we can get involved in. What movements? How can we get involved, right? Turn this, uh, these Twitter fingers into action, right? You know, get some of this passion out here. Piper just said that. Well, <laughs> there to be so many people on Instagram and Twitter talking and doing and saying, yeah. but... No action. Trying to... Yeah. yeah, to move that into the space of, like, doing... Yes. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, because you'll see people have what, like, I've seen people have, it's normal. People have 100,000 followers, 70,000 followers. And then, but how much of that is turning into, like, people actually 
you know, moving that into like a real world, like 3D space to like support and follow somebody, right? So that's the that's the next level. I think, you know, people understand the technology right. and how to get the followers or the likes or the, you know, come viral or whatever or get the blue check mark on Twitter. Right. But how many people can turn that into something that can, can actually sustain them mm. where they can, you know, take care of others, take care of themselves and others. So that's the challenge. Mm-hmm. I would agree. There's one thing that I have been trying to um, find out. I go to a lot of, um, you know, these entrepreneurship sessions, Sorry to Detroit Startup Week, and just um, a couple of other things that I'm involved in. And one thing that they talked about at the sustainability conference, I think it was last week or two weeks ago, was about um, behavior change. So um, clearly we have an issue with global warming, and, we, and they, they gave a statistic about how um, I think over 90 people in America might have some type of resource or know how to recycle or get, mm. get some type of connection to that, but only 8% of people do it, right? But it's a problem. So it comes down to this behavior change, and I'm trying to learn how do you um, go from making someone aware to actually doing, right? Mm. You know what I'm saying? So. What's that process look What's like? Process? For you as an individual, not on this, you looking at yourself generally yeah. you know what I mean that's that's, well, that's something I'm working on Me with too. the sustainable fashion magazine mm-hmm. it's changing people's hearts and minds and normalizing um, the behaviors and making it something where people can see themselves in it and then also it has to be aspirational something that people can see mm. as something that you know is some, a place where they want to be a, a, a space where they look to to say that's who that's who that's the person that I'd like to be you know, and, you know, it takes time uh, in, unfortunately, especially in our communities, the messages that are targeted to us as aspiration usually have a cigarette in the mouth, um, some brown liquor in the hand, yep. you know, um, the, you know, misogynistic visual messages of, you know, male domination um, and, you know, just some really unhealthy you know, uh, sound bites, right? right? Like, you know, uh, yeah, I'm a black capitalist or, you know, uh, you know, just any of these like interesting phrases that people have about material goods as, you know, and then how that elevates them over another person or how we see these things mirrored and, you know, a lot of the images and, and, and things that we see. Right. And so, you know, uh, in our subconscious, this behavior is rewarded. Right. So we just have to create narratives, you know, so that people can see, you know, the rewards of what it looks like to, you know, eat well, you know, be healthy, um, not want to have domination over another person, you know, so, you know, and and what does that look like, right? Yes. You know, I saw something uh, a couple days ago, a post, and people were, uh, in the post, it said something about, um, I, I can't remember the title, but the title was something to the effect of that uh, a black bodies in nature, like, why is that not normal? Or something like that. And I thought about it like, yeah, nine times out of ten, although on my podcast, we always talk about these issues because we can't ignore, right, right? like, what's being done to us consistently. We, we've also got to get to a space where we're projecting ourselves into the future, our Afro future, our black future as an aspiration, right? So where are we in the future? We're in nature in the future. We're healthy in the future. 
you know, we are smiling and carefree in the future. And so, yeah, um, that is starting to be a thing. Like, you know, there's a lot of places where we see that. And so we see that, though, unfortunately, at this point, the people who have what I would call the money to put these images in our faces, right? Like Afropunk. So Afropunk was started by a brother, a black guy. It's been taken over by white folks for probably about a decade. And so the leading publication that's, you know, made, that, that has black folks out here purchasing very expensive tickets <laughs> to go to an outdoor picnic, <laughs> right. you know what I'm saying? You know, I hate to reduce it to that, but, you know, to be seen and, and show your outfit, right. you know, is like mirroring the society. Yeah. And everyone at Afropunk thinks they're looking original, mm. but they all look the same. Yep. And they all have that same little um, nose uh, earring, you know, and no offense, but I'm just saying, like, you know, for the most part, people are, you know, just wanting to have these aspirations of look at me, look at my outfit. I'm out here being black when I don't think that most of the people know that that's a white outfit and that, you know, the originator of the thing really made it a liberated space so that black and brown folks who did not see themselves in punk music um, were able to have a space to be. And now it's just this super commercial space where white folks get a whole bunch of money or charge black folks and brown folks a whole bunch of money to come out, like I said, to the free picnic and the concert, right? And it's not even about punk anymore. They have, like, mainstream artists. So I, what I mean is by that, like, uh, you know, that's a behavior modification that we've got to change. Like, we can't just be like, oh, it needs to be flossy in order for us to participate, right? So how do we get to that level? That, that It's going to take a while. Yeah. It's going to take a while. And what I value it, right? Because yep. because it was, you know, independent and black-owned, right? right? And he wanted it to stay, you know, close to free as he could. And now those tickets are expensive. They're in Johannesburg. They're in Paris. They're in Atlanta. I believe they did um, two different ones in New York, if I'm not mistaken, in Brooklyn. So I know there's a couple people doing a, some music festivals here, but man, we need a couple more because we it's yeah. it's some great things that you could. There's so many sounds here, like the wow. young lady, the young lady was talking about. I think a couple of sessions ago, yeah, uh, she plays the harp. Could you imagine that? What kind of crowd yeah. she would bring in? The just the the that type of music. I'm looking for the word for it, but I can't figure it Beautiful. out. Beautiful. That, but you know, like classical yeah. instrument, you know, yeah. uh, acoustic. You yeah. got so many different type of musical artists that are in the city. It just would be limit, limitless. Okay, there you go, Brittany. That's your challenge. You have to do the um, Black Classical Music Festival. I was saying hey. that could be that could be that could be on Friday, Saturday. We doing something different. Again, okay. Saturday could be right. Saturday could be rocking. It's beautiful, beautiful. Right? Sunday could be hip hop. So yeah. I'm saying let's do right. it. Okay. But thank you for your energy. You always have beautiful energy, don't she, Piper? I Gorgeous, amazing, loving, positive energy. Mm-hmm. Wow. I wow, Piper. I appreciate you so much. Oh, your thank words you. Thank how, you. The way you explain and speak, I feel what you're saying. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate yeah. you. Yeah. So, I think we're gonna close it here. Yes. Because we're at we're like a, a, like one, we've done an hour and forty five minutes. That's wow. pretty much the entire 
time that we're here. We may have to release this in two. All right. But we should probably just release it in one. I say so. Yeah, just release it in one. Let's do it. So give us, um, you know, just to close us out so folks can, you know, find you. Yeah. Where can we find you? Okay, cool. Um, you can find me on Instagram at English with an I, literally spelled out, I-N-G-L-I-S-H. W-I-T-H-A-N-I um, I'm on LinkedIn and I'm on Facebook um, at English Reed Jones um, please stay hip and lead with love I appreciate you all so much for having me mm. on your show and in this space thank you thank you, thank you. this is beautiful right mm-hmm. what a great event we're just yeah. gonna end it here so right. you got any last words Brittany no I'm just having a great time I'm gonna get up and have a little bit more fun and I think I will I have, too I have one, co- one oh, yeah. um, quote yeah. that's been sticking with me that I read the other day mm. and it says um, the three most important words are not I love you but that I hear you mm. right I love that I hear Bye, you Oprah. okay cool. thank um, you okay thank you. right so you've been listening to the Piper Carter podcast on Detroit is different so you're going to go to Detroit is different Right. And just check us out everywhere, social media and listen to us on all podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify and Google Play. So we'll see you or you'll hear us Every day next I wake week up in the on the Piper Carter Podcast in Detroit is different. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and always listen on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Store, and Spotify. You're listening to the Detroit is Different Podcast Network. Sorry, Peter, need a fur or two. I'm not a cocky lady. I just know that God is working do. Man, I just pray your passion is the thing that you pursue. This music planted in my heart. You know I feel the roots. They trying to take me out just like a rotted tooth. Man, I'm dipping from the pain. And God, I'm running straight to you. Just for once who barely getting through. Who knows their career and at a job will probably never do. This pacing in their solitude. Wondering if those dreams are ever coming true. I feel it too. My dreams will never die. My dreams will never die. Believe so hard that I had to say it twice, man. Hopeless folks are just dreamers that have died. Uh-uh, uh-uh. And I don't wanna, I don't wanna die. I don't wanna, I don't wanna die. I don't wanna, I don't wanna. Hopeless folks are just dreamers that have died. I don't wanna die. Cause what else would I live for? Ever since a youngin', I was dreaming of them billboards. This the kind of love that them young kids out there kill for. This the kind of love that them young kids out there kill for. Everybody didn't get it. Be smart what you do with it. Make that real and let them new niggas make that new music, man. I'm just playing with you, killer. You bang bang and I'm more Jay Diller. I ain't saying that I'm realer, not saying that you either. I'm saying that I'm chillin', but correct you like it's ether. Like multiplying hot boys, homie, times a fever. Like multiplying hot boys, homie, times a fever. Let me bring that light, they spittin' death, my n- like a reaper. Bring some shades, there's plenty gold on when you see ya. Feel like I got a doctor in hip hop, shit, I can teach ya. Our history is scattered, I'm just trying to find the pieces. My dreams will never die, Yeah, my dreams will never die, Believe so hard that I had to say it twice, man. Hopeless folks are just dreams that die. Uh-uh, uh, and I don't wanna, I don't wanna die. I don't wanna, I don't wanna die. I don't wanna, I don't wanna. Hopeless folks are just dreams that I die. I don't wanna die. I got so much to do. I love me so to you. I have nothing to prove. I'm just trying to get it. What you got out my concern? I just hope you live. 
Man, I just hope you learn. Man, I just hope your family loyal to you. Man, I really hope they work just as much as oil to you. When life is heating up, I just hope that they ballin' with you. Cause the ones you love, they just be toying with you. Hope they not acting foreign if they ain't riding foreigns with you. My dreams will never die. My dreams will never die. Believe so hard that I had to say it twice, man. Hopeless folks are just dreamers that I die. Uh-uh, uh, and I don't wanna, I don't wanna die. I, I don't wanna, I don't wanna die. I, I don't wanna, I don't wanna. Hopeless folks are just dreamers that I die. Hope the smoke suggests drinks.